Welcome back, everybody. This is Mark 157. I always get excited when I hear that last little drum beat coming to the show. I rub my hands together and get ready to go. <laughs> have to remember what number it is. I hope everybody bought a Powerball tonight if you're in North Carolina. It's stupid not to. $3. What is it $1.65 billion right now? Something like uh, that. I saw 1.5 last when I bought it. Should I win? We'll be doing the next show from uh, the uh, Geeks Chasing Squirrels Across the Multiverse Studios, the brick and mortar store. Uh, <laughs> I thought you were going to say Island. In, we're going to buy it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but uh, no, it's, it's, it's going to be fun. I'm sure none of us will win, but you know, it's always fun to think you can up until that. I know I won't. I didn't buy a ticket this for around. Oh, May the odds forever be in your favor. You didn't buy one. Uh, I'll take care of you if I win. How about that? Dude, I was like the Taylor family today, be okay. So it, it is what it is. <laughs> I think so far, I think I got uh, sixty bucks out of it over the last two plays or two days, whatever. So I bought three tickets for the Wednesday drawing. Didn't hit a single number, not one. <laughs> so I mean, it's just it's just the way it is. So, but y'all, we got a big show this week. We got a premiere this week. We're rolling on with Andor. Uh, what else is in there? Uh, oh, well, we kind of do have another premiere because we didn't talk about Peripheral the week before, but me and Ross are going to kick that one at the end of the show. But we also have a guest this week. Mark Price, creator, co-writer, and artist of Bigfoot Knows Karate, is here to talk with us this evening about his comic and issue two coming out soon. Excuse me, I said Mark, didn't I? Get Damn. the poor man's name right. I don't right. know why Come I said Mark. I'm like, Mark, time I've ever written Mark. Oh, you know why? Been... You yeah. know why? Because I have Mark 157 written right above Dan. That's why. Gotcha. I was like, wait a second. That doesn't make any sense. Dan. Dan, what's up, man? I'm so sorry. <laughs> hey. I butchered that. What's no, up? It's good, to have, good to be here. Thanks so much for having me on tonight. Yeah, man. You can so call me Mark. That's the first time that's ever happened to me. Seriously. Don, yeah. Stan, I get yeah. those quite a bit, oh. but Mark is the first one for me. Dave. That's a new one. You get a lot of Daves. There you go. So <laughs> I guess I got that face. I don't know. I'm so sorry about that. <laughs> um, it's all good. I'm just messing with you. Yeah, you know. Uh, so let's talk about this, man. You are the creator of Bigfoot Nose Karate. We had uh, Casey on last time to talk about the first issue. I'm going to go ahead and put some of this first issue up as we talk about it. But um, we didn't get to hear your points of view and you on this. So as far as this was your idea, like from the go. So the idea came around years ago, like back in like 2014, 2015, it was originally going to be part of a, com a comedy universe of character and comics that I had done previously. I used to do a book called latex Avenger. He has a sidekick spermicidal foam lad and together they repel crime 99.9% .9 of the time, like totally superhero satire stuff. And, um, but as I wrote the story, I didn't like the story and I shelved it and I started uh, playing with this art style and this idea of what the character would look like around 2017, 2018, Casey and I have known each other a long time, uh, since around that time. And so he was talking to me, uh, over and over saying, you know, you need to do something with the character. So I ended up writing a, basically kind of a Bible for what the story would be. And Casey originally was going to come on as an editor. And as we started talking more and more, he was coming up with great ideas and that sort of thing. So he came on as a co-writer onto the project and that's how we've been working ever since. But the more that we work and the more that we work, I mean, Casey's so important to this project, to this pro the entire project. He's incredible. Um, you know, we, we got the last time we checked out the first issue, it was before it had come out and we had only gotten up until about, uh, page 12, which is about where I'm about to get to here in the scrolling and sure. we didn't get to read the rest. But this time you sent me the whole issue, the first issue, and I got to get the completion of the story. 
and it was it's 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 fantastic. Like I'm 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 excited to see what happens with the second book. We got seven pages from the second book that we'll go through here in a minute. But before we go into any of that, Sarah and Roth, give me some thoughts. After reading what I've read the first time and coming back and actually finishing this thing. I think we know we knew who the uh, antagonist was. I think we got up to the point with uh, the oh, what is the first part of his name? The Thulu character. Thulu. Yes, and I mean reading the whole entire thing now, and then it leads you up to the end. Where at the end of episode one, I was sitting there, I was like, literally, I like, felt like a cliffhanger, and I'm like, okay, I'm I'm on board completely, loving <laughs> loving everything about it. I love. I, the last time we were talking about Bigfoot knows karate. The whole entire premise is just absolutely ridiculous, and I loved it. I was I was so for it because, I mean, Dan, to have an idea like that, to take something as simple as Bigfoot and just put the dude in karate school, give him a gi and let him start whooping butt because no one can put a high kick up higher than that dude's going to. Oh, he's two-fisted. He's, two, he's two-footed. <laughs> he's too furious, man. I mean, he's, you know... The whole idea was that I didn't want it to be a trite story about, you know, the same martial arts movie revenge plot that we've seen so many times, you know, we've seen it over and over. And so that was the big holdup for a long time. What could we do that would be completely different? So when y'all got the original, uh, you know, we were, when we were selling the first campaign, we sold it as a punch em up, Bigfoot knows karate versus Kung Fu Thulu. You know, that was the premise in which we sold it because we didn't want anybody to know what the, that there was a big twist at the end. And we were, cause we were really trying to guard that for, through the entire first campaign. Now cat's out of the bag and I'm happy to discuss it with anyone. But um, even that it's actually kind of weird to, to have uh, to discuss it in detail because you don't want to give anything up for issue two. Um, but yeah, it was, it was awesome having him fight a Cthulhu and trying to come up with an interesting way for him to beat the Cthulhu. And it opened up to so many questions of you know how would this even be possible you know mm-hmm. and you know the idea that there was something bigger behind this whole thing than it was just you know than just some big smash them up you know smash mouth this fight um that was really important to me and so we always liken the story to godzilla versus kong meets kill bill with a twist but the twist was was kind of like lost you know that that there would be uh, that this is a story you know built on questions and you know and answering questions but asking new questions as we go well it definitely raises some because like i said we didn't get the the entire book the last time so you Mm -hmm. were talking about the kind of change at the end and it kind of happens right at this moment this Mm -hmm. third third voice comes into play you know and i was like hmm okay so we kind of see what happens here and it's 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 uh it's interesting it's an interesting take like uh (laughs) There's more behind the scenes that we don't know about what's right. going on right here. So it, it, it definitely makes you want to read what's going on next to find out what is this about? Because you feel like you know exactly, like you get settled in. Okay, I'm starting to get this. I understand what's going on here. And then it kind of flips a switch on you, you know? And yeah. Like, okay, now I got something else to figure out with this. So really enjoyed that. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the the idea that to do something that was you know, that was, you know, trying to be unique in, you know, in, in the story of a cryptid that does martial arts, you know, that it has something larger going on in the background. Um, we, you know, we were trying to, you know, there was, 
Oh, I love this right here because that's my, I didn't, we tried not to do a lot of pop culture stuff, but that's my little nod to Karate Kid Part 2. Yeah. Uh, I just, just had to point that out real quick since it was right there. But, uh, well, I love that scene. You know, I just love that scene. Mm -hmm. uh, I want, but in my mind, as I was drawing this, he was really going to go, uh, you know, on the, on the Cthulhu's nose, but the Cthulhu didn't have a nose. So, you know, had to kill him instead, I guess. Yeah. But um, anyway, I digress. Right, chopping the head off is pretty a pretty good way to do it. <laughs> Sarah, it was, you got, oh, sorry. Oh, go ahead. Please go ahead. Oh, the, the thing that kind of pulls me into it is I, I'm loving the illustrations because I'm not really one for, when I look at comics, I, I prefer to have like book in hand. So for me to go through something, you know, like a PDF like this, and it's the first thing that gets me is the visuals. And and like I said, it is it's a really cool premise because Bigfoot and karate are kind of like two things in my house. <laughs> so I mean, just to let you both my kids are doing karate. So oh, awesome. That, yeah, so that's pretty um that's that's pretty crazy. Um, but I, I think what strikes me is is just the visuals. It's you know, you have all these this the contrast and it just pulls your eye in and it's you know, it it doesn't really feel like that like that traditional comic because that's one thing I really enjoy about seeing a lot of other you know non mainstream type things. I I want to I want to see the the artistry. That's what pulls me in. Right. Um, but it's it's absolutely beautiful. I mean, it's um I'm gonna go through here and like read it again. You know, to kind of get because my eyes are like just going all over everything. So that's what I'm really like, really really enjoying on this. So I'm. I, I give you I, kudos for that, buddy. Kudos for that. <laughs> Thank you. you. Make good use of the actual, uh, mm -hmm. all the frames in this. Just to piggyback off what she's saying, it when you look at a comic book and you open it, and when you're looking at the page, and your eyes just can't pick a point to go to because there's mm -hmm. just so much going on, but not like, not in a point where you can't focus, but you're just, it's almost like you're uh, you're reading the jacket right of a book and your eyes are just skimming over it real fast to get an idea. And then you're like, Oh, we're about to get into it. And then you start reading the text. Right. I love and you're that. following the story with your eyes. And then that's when mm -hmm. you go in, because that's just the kind of way I approach comics. I want to see yeah. the visuals and I'm like, Oh, I, I see the story visually. And then I'll go in and like, you know, actually read to see what, you know, kind of fill in the details. But well, when I'm looking at something to buy, that's exactly how I do it. I go to the store mm -hmm. and I start flipping through the pages. And if it's something I've never heard of or something, I'm just think considering if I could look at the artwork and be like, okay, I, I'm interested to see what this is about, and I like the artwork here. So yeah, it, it's definitely a nod to that. It looks fantastic. It's I think I said last time. It's very. It reminds me kind of. Um, I'm not sure who the artist is, but it's kind of uh, Batman Ninja Turtles, the IDW comic. It, it's, it's it's similar to that, and I love that kind of yep. artwork. Like it's kind of what it reminds me of. You hear, you know, uh, I like this character. At the end, it kind of looks like a. a uh, Mr. Sinister Cal L. It's just badass. I love that. I love that outfit. It's I like love some that, frames uh, you could actually put on your wall. I could see this on your back wall, Greg. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I definitely could. That right there. That's a nice little, nice little cutout right there. I like that. Um, Thank you. I love that character. I've been so excited about that character since, uh, since we were, you know, since I was coming up with the uh, the the end for this oh, first one and the all the history that these two characters have with each other i'm so excited to explore it i'm so unbelievably excited to explore we named him he he did get uh say his name in this issue so i'll say it now but his name is grisha 
And so um, really, uh, really excited to see where he goes. Um, he's, it's funny, um, I, I tend to name characters uh, thing, from things that are familiar. My yeah. grandfather was a musician and uh, he in, in England. Uh, that's what he did professionally since he was a kid. And his, one of his very good friends who was a trumpet player, his name was Grisha Farfel. And uh, that's where I got the name from. And it's Hungarian. And uh, that'll, uh, but, you know, we won't use his last name for the sake of the comic, but I love the name Grisha. I just thought that had such a great sound to it. And uh, the, and where he comes from, that'll play out later on as well. So it just, it was an interesting character to, to work with. So you say that you're, you can't wait to see how these two characters are like together and, and wanted to bring this character out the, this Grisha yeah. at the end. Uh, so how, how big is this universe in your mind? Like how much of this universe and storyline have you created? Are you like, do you, do you have like a whole treasure trove to pull from or is it just kind of stump stuff? Just make up as I go. So the, the arc, this arc that we're working with the five issue arc, this is mapped out and, you know, and then beyond too, we know where we're going for the first two arcs of the book. And we also know some of the 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 background of the uh, that happened before the first issue. We know where we're going there because um, one thing that we're doing is uh, my uh, there was a artist who did some uh, piece of fan art for us who ended up become it ended up going on our variant cover for the first issue. Here, let me show. You. Well, here actually, I have this right here. Um, so this is uh this was a piece of fan art that we received okay oh, wow. and uh you're beautiful right mm -hmm. uh this gentleman named adam caswell did this and it was you know with the cthulhu in the front and the bigfoot in the back and we ended up becoming um we ended up working with him we, we took that piece of fan art made it a cover on the deluxe edition and now adam's got a wraparound cover on issue two oh, uh wow. well he's doing the interiors now uh for a for what is technically the third book, but it's a side story that's going to take place that uh, comes out between issues two and three. Okay. That goes into a background prequel, you know, that sort of thing that explores some of the characters within the Bigfoot Nose Karate universe. So we're going to do that in, in one shot stories that are, you know, black and white, you know, to exemplify Adam's artwork for sure, because it's going to be beautiful that way. And uh, also that, um, that we can, um, we can give you more background on these characters and show them, show you where they came from. If you don't read them, you won't lose anything from the main arc. If you do decide to read them, you're going to have a, a really fun time doing that. So that'll be the next thing we kickstart after this book that we're doing right now. Now, does that allow you? I mean, like, no, that's not what I want to ask. Do you appreciate the fact that being the level that you're on right now and the ability to use such a, something like Kickstarter do you like having that option to just blow this whole thing up in such a small time frame? I guess, to really explore what you're trying to do, because to do one shots at this stage is just, I mean, it seems phenomenal. Like you're able to, you're, you're ground flooring your own ground floor, you know? Well, yeah. I mean, I think there's a, you know, there's a history that we're, we're, uh, that we'd be crazy not to play with, uh, you know, um, the, this book is a, um, you know, while I've had the character and the ideas and the, you know, and all that stuff for a while, this book is very much a, um, born from the pandemic. It's born from Instagram. 
you know, it's, it's born from, uh, from all of that. And so we've, I've met so many amazing artists. You got to understand we've received over a hundred pieces of fan art uh, for Bigfoot Nose Karate since we've wow. been doing this. Awesome. And it's, it's amazing. And the amount of creators who have like, you know, just give us an, give us an, a kind word of encouragement or, you know, people who just want to draw the character, you know, um, that I, I, the community that is, has really taken us in and it's been really incredible. So for me to have like another artist play with the, with the character and, you know, to give Casey, let him go write, you know, more freely without having to listen to me, this is how we do it, you know, give him some space to, to be, you know, do his thing creatively. It's awesome. You know? Um, so we, we, we know where we're going for the long term on this book. And so I think it's really good time that we go ahead and start putting down some, putting down some roots without spoiling it, you know, and have some fun with it. Yeah. Yeah. It's an easy one to have fun with. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm putting up some artwork from the second book here. Um, you know, we got seven pages of this and it's just the color scheme is beautiful. <laughs> like, Thank you. It's, it's, it's like the, the, the reds and the yellows with the pastel colors too. It just all works together so well. Um, but I'm seeing some, it was the blue. Like I, I noticed, I love the blue cover that you have up on the Kickstarter page, but I've noticed like the, the inclusion of blue is a, such a massive color for some reason for me, it just sticks out for this. Oh yeah. yeah. It's, it's so good than anything <laughs> else on here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, you go from this, uh, from this, um, this character out in the, out in the wild to this industrial complex situation that he's in being electrocuted and tortured and, it's uh it changes the entire sensibility of the book even though it's the same character same story artistically it's like it's it's a it was a real mind bender to get my to get my head around it first just because i was drawing you know it's so the first book is so brushy and grungy and kinetic and you know just loose organic organic yeah. there you go that feeling that how do you translate this now into a uh into this highly industrial heavy tech environment so it, it's been it, it was a very much a uh um an exploration there for a while getting used to doing it yeah. well if these seven pages are just from the second book i can only imagine what gadget what goes through here in this in this book like it's uh it's pretty intense <laughs> there, there looks like new characters introduced new villains introduced. oh yeah looks like he's going through some kind of torture or some kind of pain he, he's definitely been captured it's it's uh it's gonna be interesting to read so when is the second book uh release uh and so it's on kickstarter currently right now okay. we will be this will be coming out in uh end of march beginning of april we will be delivering the book out which Congratulations. I mean, your Kickstarter looked like it blew it out of the water. <laughs> not, not bad. We're really happy. We're really grateful for everybody who, uh, who has uh, been a part of this. I mean, we, I was blown away by it. We, we, funded, the, we funded the book in 20 minutes. And so, um, so that was a good feeling. Um, yeah. I was really happy with that. And it was fun because we got to do it with uh, my friend Chris from uh, the book Crit, uh, Homebrew Comics. He, we we launched the books at the same time and we did a live launch party on Instagram together. So we actually had like 230 people watch us, you know, go live on Instagram or on live on Kickstarter and, you know, turned it into a bit of a, a to do and a gathering, get people excited. And, you know, we, he and he, we both funded in under 20 minutes, both campaigns. So it was a lot of fun. 
That is awesome. Really, really. I mean, you put good product out, people will buy it. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that's just the, the bottom line. So, so uh, grateful. So, oh, yeah. We have a uh, trailer here for the second sure. issue. You want me to go ahead and play that one? Sounds great. Let's see what we got here. I want to share. Let me know if y'all can hear this. Y'all hear that? So one of those characters you see at the very end there, I didn't get to see on those seven pages you sent me. So that's no. another new character there with uh, yeah. some interesting looking guns. And I'm interested to see uh, what happens with this too. So that's awesome, man. We've got some cool characters. I'll just say, you know, look forward to a chupacabra with a shotgun that'll knock your socks off. That's oh, all yeah. I'm going to say to you. So yeah, so um, we, we have some, we have some cool stuff lined up for this issue. And if you notice, you know, yeah, nine tenths of that video covered about the same amount of pages we showed you in the pre you know in the in the previews so we didn't really give up too much we'll uh but we uh we have a lot of really you know we actually extended the book from 33 to 37 pages too so there's some extra it's a little extra extra that we weren't originally anticipating at first so we definitely want to bring a cool story together for you guys i believe you are doing that extra extra is always good when you got good extra, stuff extra. So. Really, really cool stuff. Uh, well, do y'all have any other questions? Anything else you want to comment about the book, Ross, Sarah? I love the work, man. I mean, like, I, I'm i finding a way to get part of all of this. I I love what you got going on. The idea, like you said, extra, extra. I don't know when to start, much less stop on a story. And so <laughs> the idea that you're cramming all of this into something with such – to see where the last one ended – was really good not to mention any some of those darts because it looked like it put his butt to sleep and <laughs> i'm all about that uh right. but you got something magical here man i enjoy it and man thank kudos. you so much i appreciate that yeah thank you <laughs> easy to tell the truth sarah do you have anything no oh, i'm def i'm definitely gonna share this one with my son because he's always looking for something that's um uh new and unique and um like i said bigfoot and karate that's 100 percent in my house <laughs> all the time <laughs> we're always talking about so yeah i'm just um i'll have to let him take a look at it and dan i'll have to let you know his thoughts he's he's 12 so it's okay i to give you an idea couple but, of f words in there just so you know okay <laughs> have you been in my house i haven't so <laughs> you know have okay. ever been a 12 year old it's fun <laughs> to say those words when you're a 12 year old absolutely yeah. yes exactly. absolutely but no i think with like the imagery and you know that kind of thing i think that's that's something that um he kind of dabbles in comments a little bit and it takes something kind of special to really catch his eye and i feel like this is something that would definitely catch his eye that's awesome that's yeah. awesome y'all are way too kind uh i mean seriously uh <laughs> 
<laughs> no, man. You still are awesome. It's, it's I, easy when you got something good, man. Right. Know, yeah, right? it's easy to tell the truth. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm, I'm kind of in, in the same situation. I'm going to show this to my daughter, too. You know, um, she's almost 16, and she's just a phenomenal artist and wants to get into some stuff like graphic novels and animation and stuff like that. And she may be working with another independent creator we've had on here before, which cool. would be pretty cool. So I know you've had a lot of fan art for this, but I'm going to show her this and have her draw something up for you and send it to you because uh, she, oh, loves, that's awesome. she loves uh, art, man. She's just amazing. Absolutely amazing. So, <laughs> uh, but Dan, Mark, whatever you want me to call you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I really appreciate you coming <laughs> on, man. I appreciate hey. you. That's right. <laughs> yeah, man. I appreciate you talking, uh, bringing us Bigfoot Nose Karate Part 2. I'm looking forward to uh, seeing how this how this story moves on. And when you start to promote number three, let me know. We definitely want to have Absolutely. you on. We definitely want to keep going on with the story. Um, but we will put all your Kickstarter information in the show notes, uh, any way to contact you in the show notes. So if y'all want to get a hold of this or check out Bigfoot Nose Karate, go check it out. I highly recommend it. It's an awesome mm -hmm. book. Dan, is there anything else you want to say where they can find you at or anything else? Yeah, no. I mean, if you, if you can't remember any of the handles or anything, just remember BigfootNoseKarate.com. So that is... <laughs> The easy way to find me, you can get to the, the you know Twitter, Instagram. The Kickstarter link is on there. T-shirt T-shirt shop is on there. All of that stuff. So bigfootnosekarate.com and uh, yeah, please check out the Kickstarter. It ends November 11th, so one week from tonight. So um, yeah, we're we got some cool stuff in there. If you're a retailer, we got retailer packs. If you aren't a retailer, we got other things. So it's it's incredible. Amazing! Ah, I, <laughs> I, I felt like I was supposed to go into like one of those, you know, we're going out of we're, we're going out of business sale, you know. And it, you know, right. I don't know. Anyway. Everything must go. Everything. <laughs> all comics must go. Yeah. Must go anyway. Yeah. Well, Dan, I really appreciate it, man, and I can't wait to hear more from you. Uh, just keep in touch and let me know whenever uh, the next part comes out. Thank you so much for having me on tonight, y'all. Appreciate yeah. it. Thanks, man. Good thing. You as well. Bye. Later. So I can't believe I wrote Mark down twice. <laughs> I feel so bad. At least he was a good sport and cool about that. But, you know, if you've listened to the show before, you know that I'm not the smartest guy. So, like, I literally wrote Mark 157 and then wrote Mark Price down. <laughs> like, because I saw Mark right there. Like, uh, okay. Anyway. So we got some stuff to talk about. Like, what, what do y'all do Andor Titans first? Uh-oh. I saw the T. Oh, uh oh putting it up well sarah was excited about it. i know that i watched it this morning um and i was really excited when i saw it but i'm gonna hold my thoughts because whenever i said i'm glad titan's back sarah just sent me a smiley face emoji so i want to hear her thoughts on it sarah what do you think about titan season four titans are back yes titans are back. it took me a minute because i haven't rewatched really watched it it took me a minute to kind of like what the hell happened last season <laughs> but yeah. then i'm like you know what I'm good. I'm just let it let it go because as as the first episode was at when I'm like, oh yeah, I remember this. It it started some things I can remember, and sometimes you know some things I can remember off the bat. Some things it just takes me a few cues to kind of kick in. But this one's kind of got like a little um, a little horror theme going on here. Seems like it's a little bit more um, along those lines as to what it has been previous. I think um, Titans has always kind of walked that that edge. This, yeah. I feel like, is is probably maybe it's just because Rachel has really come, you know, more into you know her Raven, you know that, you know, she's just like she throws it all, you know. She she knows she knows her thing. I guess she knows her thing now. But I mean, it's 
I'm probably going to go back and at some point watch at least the last episode of the previous. Um, I don't know. It seems like there's a few things I kind of, you know, forgot, but I was, I, was I, I just pushed Purple it to the Rain. side. I, I can just tell you that. What? <laughs> so it was called I, I Purple think, Rain. Yeah. I think it was one of the ones that wasn't as bad as the previous finales, but it was yeah. a fantastic finale yeah. as far as I can remember it. Yeah. So, I had to go back and do recaps and, and not only that, like the other day, like I, I didn't have anything that I even wanted to watch. And so I put on the first few episodes of the very first season. Cause I'm like, I need to remember what like the, like the vibe of Titans really was not only that, but the, the pilot was so fantastic. And I was like, mm-hmm. I remember this now. And like, I'm right back. Oh in yeah. It. <laughs> I will tell you. Dude, the that's first... what got me sitting in this seat. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. You want to talk excited? about Titans? That's right. Look, the first scene of, uh, Dick Grayson in that alley, that first fight scene that you get him, it really get introduced to him. I would say rivals the Daredevil hallway scene. That is such a badass scene and so it well is. done. Like if yeah. you if if you've never watched a show and you just watch that scene, you're like, yes, I'm watching this. Now it's not all that good, Mm-mm. but that scene yeah. right there, hands down, the best scene I think in this entire show. And that's what Titans is. It's like you have some of these like super like stellar like oh my god, this is just blows your mind. Then otherwise, other you're like, what? yeah. <laughs> Yeah. What is happening right now? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm. But there were a few moments like that in this episode that I'm going to talk about when we get into it. But Ross, give me some of our thoughts, man. Do they start strong for you? Your happy Titans are back. Yeah, I. Uh, Sarah said something that really kicked with me on that second episode, and that was the Raven part. And mm-hmm. I even like at some point, like like jotted down a note. I'm like, is is Raven finally becoming Raven? Mm-hmm. Like, is minus the 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 Claire's gemstone is she really becoming Raven? And then of course the last scene, I was like, delete, 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 delete. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean like it's what I, what I love about it is uh, the first episode brought back what I loved about the pilot. I'm really glad that I actually watched the pilot because mm-hmm. the pop culture music, I, uh, it, there's not a lot of things that it works really well in, but man with Titans, it, it just, it's like the the age and like the 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 feeling that they've gone with in this show has really made all of their chemistry work really well together. I don't think that uh, I don't I don't think I watched the first season of Titans until a little while after it was out, and the second one, of course, you know, with the finale and going into the second one, not that bad. The third one with the Red Hood was pretty intriguing, minus you know. Uh, Oh Lord, what was uh, Scarecrow's name? With all the face slashing and everything else, that was oh, what yeah. stands out to it me in that weird. season. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it got, it got really real weird. weird for no reason. Started out just cool, like, it got weird. Yeah, and so with this one, yeah, it uh, it picked up pretty strong. I felt like it was natural where they picked up at. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they started with the bowling alley, so it was real. They were just having conversations, and it didn't feel like a weird time jump. It didn't feel like they were forcing it, and. There was only a couple of scenes in this in both of these or the episodes combined that I felt were just a little too strange, but yeah, good start. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I think it was a really good start. Um, I, when I started watching, I got about halfway through the first episode and that made me realize how much I missed this show. I really, really do enjoy this show, even though it has had the finales that have been kind of lackluster. The show itself is fantastic. I love the tone and I don't care what anybody says, man, the costumes on this show 
are the best, dude. Nightwing's costume is one of the baddest ass costumes I've ever seen on a superhero. It's awesome. And he just like strolls around, you know, whipping and those batons like that character right. that, that actor embodies <laughs> that character perfectly. Like I love him playing this role, like in this role. He he nails. It. I mean, actually, I would I would say that every every actor in their role like nails it. And even down to the point, well. We can Maybe Batman. Later. We'll yeah, we'll talk about, about Titans, right Titans for now, not on other characters, just for the Titans for right now. Uh, they, they, uh, I, I love the way they embody these characters. And after watching the first two seasons or first two episodes, I said, okay, cool. Titans I'm ready are back. to be back in that world. I, I'm, ready I'm ready to be back to be. in that world. I'm, yes. I'm really, really enjoying this world. Yes. Um, so let's break it down. Let's, let's, let's uh, get into dive into these two episodes. Uh, I'll start. I'll say, I feel like this was like a few days later. This is only a few days after the end of episode, the, the, the finale of season three. Is what they say. Yeah, Only road tripping, man. Yeah. Um, I feel like y- you get a good mixture of every character, and you get a good, like, solid lead on what all their storylines are going to be throughout these first two episodes. Like, I've got a good grasp on. Okay, this one's dealing with this. This one's dealing with this. This one's dealing with this, and I can see how they eventually will all tie together. I've got a good grasp of the story after the first two episodes. Good action. Um, I do have some complaints, but I mean, all in all, I thought one of the best parts of the first episode was Lex Luthor. And I love, I, I like the actor who played her. I love the way they portrayed this character in this episode. Just his demeanor, just the question. actor who played the role, like it's great. So, Before you get into Lex, I want to ask you this one question. I want to see if you guys had the same reaction I did. So when Connor got the message that Superman wants to meet you, what was your initial reaction? I'm like, <laughs> we're not going to see Superman in the show. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, reaction. if Superman <laughs> like, wanted to meet somebody, his ass would meet somebody. That's Although what technically, I'm saying. we yeah. did see Superman, even if, yeah. even if it was just a street. I I was Superman. I don't want to say I was sold on it, but I, I I went with it because here's the thing: if Superman has enough time to write a letter, he has enough time to like go somewhere and you know do something, right? I mean, if he's the man still and he, he flies that fast, I, that that kind of ticked me off. But then they're like, he's going to go save this universe and blah 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 blah. And I'm like, well, number one, how can we see that? I mean, I know it's Star Labs, but let's be real about that on a fake show. Um, but I bought it. I bought it enough to be okay with it. But what yeah. about like all the name drops? Because that's the thing. That's what gets me mm-hmm. with this. Yeah. Because you know you've got Dick over here, and he like loses his phone. Oh, Bruce Wayne. Oh, excuse me. Hold on a minute. I'm just right. okay. And I mean, it's like you know, especially like the previous seasons when you had um, ah, damn it, what's her name? Um, Wonder Girl. Anyways, you know, oh, she's talking about Diana, Diana. and Wonder Woman. You yeah. know, just like dropping all. That's what's so. To me, that's what's so unique about this. Is like this is their world. It's like these name drops, Batman, <laughs> Bruce Wayne, Kal-El. But we we know, needed the time to get into Connor that. Connor Kent, you know, Superman, all that. I'm just like, this is their normal. It's fine. But still, I'm like, how the hell are they going to work that one in there? <laughs> you know, well, because I'll tell I've been you. thinking like all these other universes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I'll tell you, I will flip my shit if they have a 10 second Henry Cavill cameo at some point like at the end of this season oh, I, God. I mean I know it's not yeah. going to happen but I would flip my like I would go absolutely nuts if that happened what, what uh, if that statue had totally fangirl out can can what I go off content for a second <laughs> yeah uh, I'm slightly worried because I don't know if you know that this is a two parter 
So this the is going to be two, two parts to this season. Oh, no, I didn't know There's going to be a 4A and a 4B. Oh, wow. So there's going to be 12 episodes in total. Normally it's 13, but they dropped it to 12, I'm assuming, so they could split it in half, all equal and whatnot. Um, we're getting episodes up until, I think, the first week in December is what it said. And then we get the first half of Doom Patrol. I'm slightly Doom Patrol worried. as well? Yep. Oh. I'm slightly worried that they're trying to gauge interest to see uh, which one's going to stay alive or if they're going to keep either one of them. And I oh. hate it because I'm going to stick right now my foot in the sand and say what I hate about what DC has done is that they keep dividing me over cast and content of their stories. And not the content, but where they're trying to go, the connective thing that we always talk about week to week. Mm-hmm. If they take away Dick Grayson and I mean, just look... I, the other characters, like I'm cool with, but like you said, Greg, Dick Grayson. I mean, that's Dick Grayson. Like he's pulling it off every that's single bit. Batman from yeah. this, from this little crowd. Yes, and so yeah. when we take that away, I mean, and look, Doom Patrol's Doom Patrol. I mean, it's not a big story. You don't need them anywhere else. They're perfectly fine well, in their contained there's little already, episodes. There's already a connect to, uh, connectivity with Titans and Doom Patrol at the beginning. Yeah, with. yeah. But what, what I'm saying is, Doom Patrol to something bigger. You don't yeah. need to like push them to something bigger. I don't want to see. What I fear is that, uh, like right off the bat, and uh, when Bruce Wayne was calling Dick, it, it, you saw Dick had an iPhone. And I'm like, throughout the rest of this show, he's used all of this Wayne tech, and everything else has looked, you know, weird and gaudy and product semi cool. Yeah. Huh? Product placement. That's what that yeah. was. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> I mean, well, I, it was more like relating to people you know what i hated was the fact that you couldn't just done something cooler with it you know make it like some sort of weird encrypted call or some some something just strange like that right but i i worry because i don't want them to shed these off titans doesn't need titans is essentially the 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 what do they call it in the mcu with daredevil and spider-man the 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 block level people yeah like the adjacent street level uh street level yeah yeah superheroes and so like that's pretty much what they are and to kind of get back onto content unless you guys want to say something about that i mean the fact no. that they're two well the, the, the only thing i'll say about that is if it's coming down to a choice of doom patrol and titans i love both the shows but i feel like titans would win that out just mainly over popularity while doom patrol is a good show i think you have to be you have to be a, a, a big DC fan to like Doom Patrol. It's not something most people will just. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It. It's not something yeah. most people will just one just turn Thanks on. Thanks for and agreeing. See it. Yeah, and I'm... and two stick with it. You know, I even had a hard time sticking with it at the beginning. So, uh, but I, I think of those two, Titans would probably win. But I mean, we're already in season four of Titans. I don't know how much longer yep. this show is going to go on. Regardless, we're in season four of both of them. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it, it, it's going to get to that point if they. Well, they haven't yet, so I'm not going to say they have. But I mean, this is when like the CW shows start to to kind of take a nosedive Mm -hmm. so i would rather them in the show well than continue giving me bad content and see what happens they haven't yet i'm making the assumption that they're pinning them against each other i'm not saying that they're doing it for any other reason than because i have to think that my brain goes to that with the buyout and with everything else and like you know what could we be really talking about here they could just be doing it to string along you know their their content. They may, but it may be a numbers game. They may be looking at who their subscribers are, mm-hmm. and if you know people are hanging on for Titans and then don't want to watch Doom Patrol, so they don't pay that month, and they come back when Titans airs back again. I I don't know, but 
it seems like it's an experiment and I'm, I'm not a fan of it because yes, I want to watch the whole thing, but I, don't put it in the universe, Ross. Don't I know. The universe. I know. <laughs> that, that's the idea. Yeah. It, it, it's the same thing that, that we, you know, I have a problem with all kinds of different stuff is I have my mind wrapped around what it's supposed to be and it's not. And it's just, it, it, you know, I gotta get, I gotta get over that. <laughs> like, well, it's just like, okay. When, when I think of Titans, I, I do have a certain perception. I have a certain idea because like you said, you know, they have fantastic costumes, you know, they have, you know, villains can be a little questionable too, but I mean, it's, that's, you know, when I'm thinking about a graphic novel on film or, you know, streaming service, that's what I see. Doom Patrol is just, okay, let's just see how stupid, weird, outlandish we could possibly go. Let's how push the envelope on that. Fraser say fuck? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, you know, especially you're saying the butts are back. You're like, right. okay. Oh, and the butts even... are even back again. I know. I don't know if you've been watching like... the trailers, but I haven't. Not yet. No. Ooh. I'm just trying to wrap my brain around that, but I mean, I guess I can't that's wait just... to see it. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but I mean, I... why can't they like intermingle the the two at another point in time? I mean, that's how we that's how we met Gar. It is, and you know, like, well, to go back to the show, you know, we get to see Gar straight off the bat in the bowling alley with an octopus arm. Yeah. But and then we get to hear I, him talk about his other transformations, which is yeah. awesome. <laughs> like, but when they get to star labs and they give him his little, you know, what, what's going to be his new suit, he goes ape shit. And like, I don't know what that whole thing was about. Like, I want to know more about it. And I, like, hopefully that, you know, that was a, that was a seed for a future plot yeah absolutely because he was shook like from the get-go because when you know whenever wherever he went and you know he sees number one i'm like he's got this paw on his mm-hmm. shoulder the tiger thinking, paw. okay beast boy okay i get that but then you see this tree and i'm like what the hell's hanging off of that tree what is it is that where you kind of pick and choose what you want to do yep. and then that's when he oh. comes back and they're like oh dude he's like dude he was shook from that from the get-go from that moment oh, yeah. on he was shook he had this look in his eye like Okay, what just happened? I don't know. And even as he's walking around, he's still like, what's happened? I will say with this show, one thing that's always irritated me, and I get it, it's a character that's harder to develop because of the graphics, you know, for him. Um, It's always been kind of a background story with Beast Boy. Mm -hmm. You've always got little seeds of this here and this there, and you think it's going to be something major, and it never usually ends up being something like that. I'm hoping they don't go this route this time. But, I mean, they've got to put him on more of a story now that he's part of the Avengers time, time travel team, right? Well, we have all complained about his uniform. Yeah. <laughs> Just like yeah. The time I was like, wait a second. He even had the A on the hands. And I was like, wait a second. And I get it. We, I mean, you know, it, it's similar to the suit in the comics and the animated shows, but it's just funny. We all complain about what he transformed into and, you know, how we were waiting for something else. And we're like, and Tiger, <laughs> you know, like keep coming, keep coming, keep coming and Tiger. Uh, but they do have a future episode. Coming the Raptor. I, uh, yes. Yeah. Obviously the Raptor. I think in the second half and it's titled dude, where's my gar. And so apparently he's going to go off the reservation at some point. So I'm, I'm nice. waiting for that. I want to see. It that looks part. like there's, so I'm telling you from that episode, they're already setting it up because this dude has, he's got a wild look. It's, it's, it's more apparent than it had been, you know, in previous, you know, when he was trying, even when he was like his little mind control thing going on, he didn't look that wild. This, mm-hmm. this dude has been shook to his core. Yeah. Well, they what made you mentioned? Oh, okay. Go ahead. Oh, I said they made it a point in the in the previews or the flashbacks before this episode to point out that he mentions, you know, it happens whenever I'm scared. 
Mm-hmm. Like, like, so, and then whenever he's in that room, it's the first time he's done it without being scared. So it's like, well, okay. So at least he gave you a little bit of traction with that. Was he that? was talking with Raven about that, I think, when, yeah. like, whatever. Because she asked was. him how he turned into bats, I believe, last season. Yeah. Um, no, I was going to say, uh, one of you had mentioned about the, uh, that you could see where the storylines were going already. And I, I like that. I, I liked how they're, not only am I still after two episodes, um, I don't want to say left confused, but you know, like I'm, I'm still in the dark on like what their, what the true plan is because I mean, that's what I want. I want to know enough to keep me coming back. That's what makes mm-hmm. good for TV and movies. But I also don't want all of the, uh, I don't want to say simple plots, but just the things that don't make a whole lot of sense. Like what they were doing with Connor I was like, we're not going to do a whole season of this, are we? We're not going to start off in the beginning. And it's going to be Connor, like, woe is my dad's, like, for the whole entire show. And luckily, you know, like, they were able to get him out pretty fast, quick, and easy in two episodes. And I know that it's going to stick with him. I know that this whole thing is going to be a plot going forward. Mm -hmm. But I also don't need, you know, emo Superboy the whole entire time. And when he... I got I got that feeling and I'm like, oh come on, Titans, don't do this to me. Don't do this to me. Don't do this to me. And they, they pulled it back out of me. <laughs> right. Well, well I mean, I mean he is kind of naturally. He's still, he's still young too, right? Like technically his mind is still very, very young. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I mean um so okay, w- with that Connor stuff, I wanted to ask y'all, what did y'all think of this actor that got to play Lex Luthor and the way he portrayed him? And two, is he is he really dead? Spoilers. Like, like, I, I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think he's really dead, right? There, there's no way he's really dead. Did you see what came out of him? Yeah, I did. <laughs> but we're talking about I mean, magic here. True, true, true. You know? I mean, look, I, look. They, they cleaned up season, pretty fast. Yeah, yeah. After yeah. last season, we we've been taught that you know a whole outside population of a city can die, and they can just that was the purple rain part where they, they just dropped down, yeah. the uh, uh, Lazarus, Lazarus pit on yeah. everybody, <laughs> and so <laughs> what. Yes, you're right. Um, death is not a real thing. So who knows that the shoe is going to drop? I just feel like that scene was pretty much a... Uh, we knew that he was dying. And I thought that him dying of you know the, the cryptone, Kryptonian poison, I thought they had a different word for it, but that poisoning, like that was supposed to be a real thing unless this whole entire thing is a gigantic plot to do something else, which... It's Lex Luthor, so you don't put anything past him. They made I'm it a point to, to say you never get to the drop on him, and he's always one step ahead of you a number of mm-hmm. times in the show, and then you know in the comics he is too. I just I just don't know. I just don't I don't want him. I just, I just don't want him to be dead because he's such a good character. This actor, it did it feel kind of young John Travolta ish to y'all. Like John wow. Travolta, bad guy. I don't know. I don't know, Greg, like, but he was sporting a beard that was very. Um, Nah, mine's bigger. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it was nice. I was it's like, about curse, man. It's about curse. <laughs> yeah, it was nice. He has professional people to put his together. I'll do this. Uh, all of them. I, I remember talking about it on the news whenever they, not they announced him, but whenever they like did first shots of him as Lex Luthor. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that he's in a bunch of other things too. You're right. You definitely get the Travolta vibes because Travolta definitely played in a movie where he was bald and had a beard. And I can't remember the name of the movie for the life. I can't either, to but it, it, it reminded me of it. Yeah. But you're right. No, the, uh, the image was definitely there. And not only that, uh, he, 
he was able to bring a little bit less of himself into the character. Like I didn't feel like it was the same person that seen playing other roles. Cause he plays like in, uh, he plays Bosch in the Amazon series and a couple other things, which I'm not going to rattle off the top of my head. Cause I don't can't pull them up right now. I just know that I know how he talks and I know how what, like his mannerisms are. And he brought just enough of himself to not make me disbelieve the role. And that's a good thing. The the main thing that bothered me with this whole Connor and Luthor thing is I didn't like how, like, whenever he first get the message from Lex and, like, first of all, everybody that you've just risked your lives with for the last probably three weeks in the season, when it's been three seasons, really been three weeks in their lives, are telling you don't do this and you're going to go do it anyway. And I get it. He's still a kid. I imagine he's kind of a teenage mindset right now. But then, like, you're like, I don't know anything about my dad. I need to find out information about my dad. Then literally you're with him for an hour. He dies. Then your friends are talking to you and you're like, I know exactly what my dad would think. He's part of me. I know. Ex-. And I'm like, I'm like, whoa, 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 dude. Whoa, 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 whoa. You just said That's 10 minutes ago. That's the kid mindset. I'm telling yeah. you, that is a hundred percent adolescent <laughs> mindset. Yeah. It, it was really, I was like, wait a second. Th- that's the part of this dialogue that I didn't like. I was like, that's not either not very well written or just, like you said, maybe it's just a kid, but like he's he's a kid. Like, I know how to do this, and it's like, no, you just met the guy. You don't know how to do anything. But I don't know. Pickle nailed it. It definitely was from Paris with Love. I love that movie. I just could not think of the name of it. For the life <laughs> of me. It is fantastic. I was a really big fan of that. Well, I will say, as Estella being legs, it was. I for some reason is you know when when you first see the character, you're just like, oh, another legs. Okay, whatever. But when you have Corey in there whooping ass and dude is just sitting there at the table, just, you know, he's, you know, checking out, he's sniffing out, you know, his wine. He's like, you know, doing the connoisseur thing. And it's just, and finally she walks up and he's like, you want a glass of wine? I mean, you know, I'm just like, I I don't know. Maybe it's just, that's just, you know, with, with Lex, that, that level of just, Badassery. You understand uh, the chaos. It's like yeah. even with the chaos, it's it's still smooth. It's still like I'm in control. So yeah. I don't know. That scene to me, it, it just it went a long way for me to kind of understand this Lex and this <laughs> character, I guess. Right. You know, it's just like, okay. And of course that's another reason I'm like, Titans is back. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so y'all gotta remind me because I, I can't remember from last set last season. I need to go back and do a refresher. Um Coriander loses her powers at the end of last season, if I'm not mistaken. What's up with her starting out a few days later with powers in this episode? Did did we get that at the end of the last season where she started to get them back and I forgot? Well I, don't quote me on every bit of this, but yeah. The fact is that her sister was the rightful ruler. And right. so what her powers were went to her sister. Mm-hmm. And then whatever uh, the scenes that we saw in the flashbacks, I think, when she was supposed to be a kid on, I'm not going to remember the name of the planet. Uh, but I believe that she already had a power. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. She already had a power like in her. And then when she was, you know, uh, bestowed the whatever like the queen yeah right it It just kind of was the thing that she that she had in her and she was not really using but like it was there on the surface whereas rather the other one was like still hidden there underneath everything else Mm -hmm. okay which apparently breaks the hardest substance on 
this universe uh, that uh, perithium. That when her eyes went to that green, that that typical like that, that was like I'm like okay, you're Starfire. I mean that was like that just that's what I want to see. (laughs) Let's talk about uh, Star Labs. Were y'all impressed with that? It looked just. Those kids, kind of like an office building, teenagers running around, you know, doing this. I was expecting some big name drops. We were going to Star Labs, but nothing, you know. They were throwing some names out, but I didn't get all of them. I was, uh, look, I'm torn because it it goes right back to me thinking at some point, uh, when the episode title is named Lex Luthor, I'm like, did they didn't they already do a Lex Luthor in this? And no, no, they didn't. It was that scene from. Was it the end scene from PVS with was it Luther and Deathstroke there? Mm-hmm. And like I was like, oh no, that's why I don't remember it because it, it's all a jumbled mess, and I'm trying to figure it out. So when I saw Star Labs, I'm like, like how like close is it going to be to like the CW verse? And uh, you know, are we going to be uh, interior wise? Like, what am I going to be looking at here? Right. And the scene was quick, and the scene was very much like, let's get in, and let's get out. And I appreciated that because I didn't need to think about it a whole lot. Luckily, they were prepared. They had a they had a whole entire itinerary for all these people, right. and they gave them all what they needed. Gar came in and screwed some crap up. And, <laughs> you know, they all got some stuff. An RV got a car put in it. Let pe- yeah. people let's oh, talk about dude. the RV for <laughs> a second. Number one, you can't put a car like that in an RV that size. Not to mention, if you've seen the interior of that RV. There's no way it's that size on the inside when you see it from the <laughs> it's outside. A, it's as big as my house. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes. Easily. Like, I mean, oh. movie magic. You know, movie yes, magic. But... This is Bruce Wayne tech, dude. You can yeah. do whatever they want to do. Um, what'd y'all think about uh, the bow staff for, uh, what's his name? Uh, Tim Drake. Which, by the way, let's talk about Tim Drake. I'm still trying anyway. to figure that cat out. I'm like, what? I won't I... have to go back in like last season and be like, okay, dude. I'm... He's got a crush on Bernard. Yeah. <laughs> I like the actor who plays him. Uh, I think he fits the role well. It's just, I'm wondering what's happening with him. It's like, they were in the bowling alley, and they are talking about this is a few days after the, the battle, and they're already calling him Robin. Hey, Robin. It's like you, and then, yeah, it's like, like, you've already been like, a Titan for like five minutes. Yeah, like, and then like 30 what? minutes later, it's like, you've been a Titan for five minutes. Of course, you're not going to get a, a Robin <laughs> suit. And it's like, well, why are you calling him Robin? <laughs> like, if that's the case, you know? But it's a badass bow staff. Yeah. yeah. I like that. I mean, it's... They don't know what the hell to do with <laughs> Yeah, he has no idea what to do with it. But I don't know, man. I like this character. I'm interested to see where he develops, and I want to see what his suit looks like because you know he's going to suit up before the end of the season. Like better. Well, I mean, they had, I don't know. They, they could drag it out. You know. Did Did Red Hood die at the end of last season? I can't remember. I don't think so. I mean, I know they kind of made a whole point to like save him, but I don't know if he actually died. Like he sacrificed himself or anything. I, I don't remember I that part. Watch it. Yeah, I can't remember. Um, because he definitely wasn't even... He was mentioned. Evil Jason. But other than that, he wasn't even mentioned. Um, what's up, Tim? says, what's up, Squirrels? Hi, Tim. Uh, yeah, man. But all in all, dude, this show's... Do y'all know the villain? Uh, who is it? Um, Mayhem. Um, oh, well, right now we're taught that Mother Mayhem is apparently oh, yeah. the, the one. But uh, what it looks like, it's, it's going to be... Um, was it? Is it Brother Blood? Brother Blood, yeah. So I think it's I gonna think be the what, one. I'm pretty sure Which, that's who Blood was my with. one one word description for this everything. There was more blood in these two episodes than I think like I'd seen in Titans, period. But man, like I 
I was trying to figure it out the whole time. Like, are we are we just gonna do like a vampire thing this whole entire time? I don't understand. That's so the thing, man, it's like getting that horror aspect going on through it. I'm just like all these jump scares and just slashers and snakes coming right out of the mouth Halloween like the scars and sleeves. <laughs> all right. And one thing I do want to say is too is the very end with the little girl where she goes in the nightmare with the little girl, and uh, and like she sees her parents hanging there and they're like, oh, they're alive, and one of them lives. No, I'm sorry, no. one neither one of them lived. <laughs> like there, there's absolutely no way you're sitting there being drained of blood, hanging like that, and you live. No, just yeah, that was just a weird sorry. shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but. I guess you couldn't have her lose all of her parents and it gave that good him to give that good story of the coat, you know, with him and Bruce and who knows. We never caught that little girl's name, did we? Oh, I don't think so. We, we know. did, but I didn't. It was did like we? Aria or something along those lines. Yeah. It was Maybe something. she comes into play later. Yeah, so I don't know. We'll see. <clears throat> Titans does that kind of stuff a lot, but I'm loving season two or season two episode, the two episodes of season four. Gosh, I'm all over the place tonight. So the suit up scene, huh? The suit up in the RV where they're like, oh, "Everyone suit up!" And I'm like, "Why? Why?" It, look, it, there's something that I don't understand about the Titans. First and foremost, coming back in these these two episodes, does everyone know what their secret identities are? I'm pretty sure, yes, because they don't seem to like try to hide it at all. Yeah, I'm pretty positive. When they they, do. they they're just like walking around, like when they walked in Star Labs, it's like, "Oh, it's the Titans!" Like you know, like everyone's mm-hmm. here, show up, and like. Should they like really just put like a billboard on the side of their RV? Like, should that have been what they got at Star Labs? Was just the vinyl wrap? Because when you know they what kind of happened yeah. last season, because it kind of like just got thrown out everywhere that this is, you know, such and such, such and such. You know, like Dick was Nightwing and all that because that one. Didn't so we have I, Barbara? It feels yeah, Barbara was in the third season, right? Yeah, because Nightwing got a suit, I think, at the end of the second season, mm-hmm. and so in the third season was. I think it started off with Barbara, but yeah, uh, it, it very well could be Scarecrow letting everyone know their, their like secret identities. And maybe we just, or maybe Red Hood did when he was, you know, still on the sauce, but I don't know. Like it's, I just, it just felt uncomfortable. Cause I'm like, now you're just out like touring in the tour bus. So this is cool. <laughs> I'll have to go back, but I think that actually was one of the arcs from last season was their identities getting revealed and, Dick being like the difference between him and Bruce Wayne is he's going to embrace the city mm-hmm. as Nightwing, Dick Grayson, and Teen Titans, not hide behind anonymity. I think that might have been part of the storyline for last year, but it, God, it's been so long since I've seen season three. It's like it's I, I can remember like bits and pieces of it. I just can't put, mm-hmm. <laughs> put it definitely all together. Watch, <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely should do a rewatch. Uh, is I there got, any other scenes? I yeah, got good. one other thing that I want to point out that I thought was really interesting. So Connor. When he was uh, wearing his jumpsuit, they made it a real uh, like line item to zoom in on the fact that his prisoner number was MH391. And I'm like, what is that? That sounds like for some reason eerily familiar. And then it was the MH370 plane that like disappeared and like, you know, they, they, they couldn't find that Malaysian airline flight. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, what is this? And started searching it up. Apparently it's a round circle flight, round robin flight. Ironically enough, that goes from uh, Jaiman, China, to uh, Kuala Lumpur, and since one of them means, or one of them is like the the biotechnical 
gigantic hub in the world. And the other one literally translates to, uh, it's like muddy confluence, but it's two rivers. And so Connor's suit was essentially two rivers being of like two different Superman and Lex Luthor and bio, was it biomedicine, bio, it's called something, but the, the gigantic capital, I'm like, someone really dug deep to put a number on his jumpsuit mm-hmm. to, to connect all these little weird dots that he was actually in. That was the end of my deep dive on <laughs> some weird <laughs> thing that I saw. I'm like, I got to know what that is. Well, it's, it is crazy. They do little bitty things like that. And that's it, all the, the universes we watch do little things yeah, like yeah, Star yeah. Trek, Star Wars. Like, and it's like one of those things that you either know as soon as you see it and you're like, oh, that's cool. Or it intrigues you enough to you're like, that's got to mean something and look it up like you did. So, yeah, mm-hmm. that's cool. Drop a little knowledge. I like it. Anything else about Titans? Characters, scenes, anything you want to talk about? Oh, now it's like only like one episode a week. Damn it. Yeah. It's gonna <laughs> yeah you suck, only but... have four more episodes before oh, the, yes. the the break that they're going to take. Mm. Mm. I don't like the idea of that, but uh, I mean. Thanks, Ross. Yeah, what kind of Sorry. Deal? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You should let me know the week five when we were on here to plan to, watch, to, to review it, and I couldn't find it on my uh, HBO Max. <laughs> All right, let's talk about Andor. Um, show keeps getting better and better for me. Um, loving this series. I recommend it to everybody, and I still have people who say they don't want to watch it until they can binge the whole thing. And I'm like, no. Like it's close enough to the end now. Just watch the whole thing. You know? I'm not gonna lie. I'm still trying to figure it out. I'm not gonna lie. I know there's a ton of like Easter eggs in there of like the people and you know because I've I've seen a kind of Brian he's not really watching it as much as I have because he's kind of like the same way he's like we'll let a few episodes go by then we'll kind of put it together and maybe it'll kind of but mm. this last episode I'm like oh yeah it, we it's it's about to get real it's about to get real because you're starting to see the machinations especially in Andor's head where he's like he's starting to put two and two together and now he's like it's like you're you're getting forms of re, the rebellion in in different aspects. Mm-hmm. It's like it's one big it's like one big circle or one big puzzle, but you're starting to see the little pieces come together. It's just like was it Vale Val? What what's her name? Vale. Yeah. Vale. Yeah. You know, it's like I because the only time I you know you see her is you know like the previous episode. Mm-hmm. You know, out in the the you know right before the heist, and so then you're seeing her in now, and I'm like you're. You're a who's what? Okay. Yeah. We didn't is... know that before, right? That was a total surprise. Mm-hmm. Okay. We only I mean, saw her dolled up on Coruscant talking to Clea, the shop owner's. Uh, and see, it took me a minute to figure person. out who she was. I'm thinking, mm-hmm. I'm like, when you put, when your hair's up and your hair's down, two different people. Okay. I'm sorry. It's yeah. like glasses. You either wear your glasses or you don't. It's two different people. Wait, Clark Kent is Superman? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's like seeing people when you're seeing somebody in regular work clothes, like people I deliver mail to. Uh, I see them every single day, but they won't recognize me out in the street in my regular clothes. I'm like, do I look like I'm pretty sure this is pretty recognizable? You know, this beard, this beard, and this bald yeah. head, like, but uh, they don't recognize me. It's weird. Um, so yeah, I had no idea about the bell being the is it cousin? Yes, is that what she is, cousin. Okay, that adds a whole new twist to this. So apparently, they've been working together this whole thing, uh, behind the scenes. I want to talk about Bix and this torture 
technique they're using here because actually in a show we're going to be talking about later they're using a torture technique with sound as well so it was like oh okay. was, was that tight i can't remember there's two shows that i watched this week and i was like using sound as torture but that was pretty intense man like so they're playing the sounds of an animal dying and this animal dying is what causes this brain trauma or whatever it is not only that like they talk about they went to a planet they're going to try to use and then there's a sentient species that was there um the crazy thing is that when they were trying to purge the planet of the species they found that the kids dying made this specific sound so it's almost like the adolescent you know before the puberty drops the sound was just to die for literally and i don't know where it came from but the looks and the visuals that they showed of Bix mm-hmm. pretty much sold everything they were talking about. The fact that that dude, what was his name? Gorst? Gorst, I think it was the torture. Yeah, Dr. Gorst. Yeah. He's sitting there talking about it and just so, like, he was so sinister doctor, right? Like, but he was so he was fascinated like, about it. He's like, you, oh, you'll never just... figure out what we discovered. Yeah. We discovered how to make your ass hurt. Yeah. Crazy. Well, what about the... um? I can never remember her name, the ISB agent or the ISB supervisor. Yeah. Yes. That bitch. Mm. Oh my God. She <laughs> she nailed that role. Yes. You even have like the crazy eyes with the crazy mouth going, even with the crazy nose. And it's just like <laughs> dead on perfect. Like yeah. I as she the show should be called Dedra. I, I am almost to a point where I'm like, she needs to be the show person here like this needs to be hers well, you can you do a whole size with her yeah you, mm-hmm. you know you first meet her and you know she's going up against the other guy and she finally kind of you know wins that battle and then you know you're thinking okay well maybe you know she's just some you know background lower level type oh no there's there's some evil in this lady that it's mm-hmm. it's some empire bullshit right there i mean that's what it's you know, you flip your hat off, and it's it's, it's all it is. Especially with the um, what was it with? Uh, I can never remember the the other weird guy. The little name. stalker, the the lieutenant guy. Oh, Cyril? I know she's like, "Are you stalking yeah. me?" He's like, "I'm I'm following. I'm doing." I thought I'm he was like, going to try to kiss her. I was like, stalking. "What the hell's going on?" <laughs> it was he was riding that line. It was getting yeah. so like creepy. I'm like, "Oh, what's going to happen?" And he's <laughs> super feet. creepy. Too. That's what I was looking at. Let me see your feet. And plus, all <laughs> the time, and when you see him sitting at the table with his mom, which. What's up with that lady? And all he's doing is eating like his freaking cocoa puffs with the damn (laughs) blue milk. I'm like, is that all you eat? That's gross. What is wrong with you, dude? That's his that's his breakfast, you know. He's a weird ass character. But you know, as much as he's weird, what I love that they're doing with the Dedra character is that they stick with her just enough. They show you that she has self doubt. Mm-hmm. They show you that she's like willing, overly willing to like purge that out in order to gain, you know, to, to gain anything that she can. And I love that. And I love that. I thought last episode they were going to try to combine the two, you know, the, the serial Dedra combination and find that way, which they're still going to. I'm still mm-hmm. in belief that that's where this whole thing is heading, um, that the two of them are going to literally like climax together when they find Andor, you know, like, Oh my God, it finally happened. We did it. He just escapes. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And it's so creepy, but man, like I'm, I'm intrigued. I like, it's, it's not enough to 
drive me off of it yet. I'm just intrigued. I want to know. Dedra is killing it. Cyril, ah, I mean, I don't well, know see, if he's going to flip part of it. Dedra part of it to me. That's I'm like I'm like that's the Empire. That's Star Wars. That's the Empire yeah. that you know mm-hmm. we know. She <laughs> seems like see more the Empire we know exactly. I'm like she and Vader would get along really well. I mean, it's always you know oh, it's like her and, like, her Thrawn, and um, like the, watch the Tarkin, two of them. It's like they would like be yeah they they'd be great. Well, and it makes you wonder how far up she's going to go exactly after this because she's pulling the right strings right now. Well, like oh, yeah. she, she's she's uncovering something that everybody doubted her on that is actually true, and she's uncovering stuff that is well hidden. Like she's really looking in all the right places. So I don't know what's going to happen with this character. I don't. Maybe she gets killed. I don't know. What's I'm just waiting for her to say that rebel scum. That's, that's I'm, I'm waiting for that. Maybe she coins <laughs> that phrase. Yeah, there you go. Now they're doing the sting operation, right? So they now mm-hmm. they have a rebel pilot and. Uh, did they say they killed the rebel pilot? No. Okay. So uh, I think the they kept him alive, so that way they can use him as bait. Is what they were so saying. I think what they're going to do is kill him or dismantle. No, they have to kill him because they can't let him talk to anybody unless he knows already. But they're going to basically uh, kill a ship and then like push it into open traffic somewhere That's so right. that they yeah. can, you know, someone can find it and they, you know, figure out who comes looking for it. Pretty much. Yeah, they're going to make it look like an accident. Yeah, which uh, it's pretty smart. I mean, yeah, and they acted on it really quickly too. So. The Mon well, Mothma plot. Uh, you start talking about that, you know. Yeah, we do figure out that Vel is her cousin, but it's what I find even weirder is you see the the crumbling, and it's very much our own government right now. Like just listening to that senate sit there mm-hmm. go back and forth and fight and bicker and what's happening nothing's happening mm-hmm. nothing's happening yeah, it, why it's like, just to be the louder voice is it like it looks like almost seems like people will turn their lights off and back away when they're just not listening anymore because you, you would see yeah. that like people turn they don't their agree off it's just like, just like like mm-hmm. yeah just it's like wow and that's yeah. been the whole thing like we can't have a conversation anymore and they're showing it and they're doing like when they showed that scene i was like oh god that's that's scary <laughs> because it's not only like it's not only a planet it's a whole entire universe that that is a part of this you know mm-hmm. and whew. then yeah. you figure out she's got a cousin then you turn around and oh man Perrin again the things with the daughter, like you mean mom's boyfriend? Oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna tell dude. you right now, I'd have been, I'd have thrown hands with that little girl. Oh, I'm mm-mm, mm-mm. Does, one punch, knock them both out. Does, does that guy she's referring to as the boyfriend? Does he not remind you of Chancellor Valorum? Yes, he does. Like he looks just like him. I thought it might have been the same actor. I was like, and the Valorum name is actually a long list of names in Star Wars in the Senate universe. Mm-hmm. Do we know this guy's name? Have we heard? I'm sure we have, and I probably missed it. Yeah, we've heard his name. Uh, I don't remember what it is offhand. Okay. Um, it just looks very much like him. I was like, wow, that's kind of crazy. Um, but yeah, that Senate scene is is kind of heartbreaking. You're right, because you look at that, and you're like, oh, I imagine this is probably what it's like to be in the house right now. <laughs> you know? Like, I don't know. Uh, let's talk about Andor. We've gone the whole episode. I haven't even talked about Andor yet. Uh, we get this nice, it's almost kind of a half and half. You know, the first half is about this Mon Mothma and Bix and learning all this other stuff, um, uh, Deidre. And then the second half is almost completely about Andor and where we're going to be left off with him. It's everything that he thought. You see that him and another guy have been planning 
a time to attack. They, they're starting to scout out things. You see the hand signals they're giving to other floors, and there's an issue with the other floor, which the whole time you're wondering what this is about, what this is about. And I was hoping so bad they were going to tell me, and finally they did. You know, we had the last, the first three episodes that were building up to the heist, and we were talking about, man, I hope the heist is just one episode. I hope the escape from this prison or whatever happens in this prison is just one full episode of this happening, the prison escape. It'd be really, really cool if they built it up like that. But it looks like yep. that's where it's kind of going. Like now, Andy Circus, I can't remember his name. Uh, in oh, the, the yeah, show. his actual <sighs> yeah, uh, he's on his side. It looks like you know, two hundred seventeen days left, but now he knows. Kino, Kino, mm-hmm. Davo was the other guy's name, right? The one no, Davo's the one that Mon Motha has to do business with now. Sorry, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, I, I'm trying to remember names. Villain, yeah. So no, you're right. Andor has. Um, I only say that actually. You make it. You, you were talking about how they were kind of dividing this episode up. They did a bunch of jumping around this episode that I was not a fan of. Like they, there was one part like they they jumped around so fast with uh, with serial stories and then Cassian's story, and then they went to Biggs and then or Biggs. I keep trying to make it sound like Biggs, and then they went to someone else, and they went back to serial. I'm like, it was just like shot, like like. 15 yeah, seconds, 15 seconds, 15 seconds. Head differently. That must have been yeah. what it was. Yeah. But it was <laughs> it, because they, when they were jumping around, I'm like, just show me what's going on with Andor. And then they did. You're right. Like it, like they did really group it together really well. Um, the escape with, I was trying to figure out what they were doing with the pipe. And then the whole episode, you, you knew that, you know, the old guy was going to die. Like you're not, maybe not die, but he wasn't going to make it out. Right. But then you're not making that, it 41 more days you get that feeling like no one's going to make it out. Like mm-hmm. not only are they bringing people in now for countless exponential raises of their sentences, but no one's going to make it out of here. Mm-hmm. The whole problem with the, the floor lockdown, because they killed a whole entire floor. They killed that whole entire floor because they transfer someone from one floor to another. I don't understand they how you do that. Up. Yeah. yeah, with a prisoner, because the prisoner would be like, no, I was supposed to be getting out of here, and they put him on another floor, and then like once everyone knew, they're like, well, we just have to kill everyone here and start all over again. One of the biggest beefs that uh, I've seen people talk about is that there's no aliens in this prison. And mm. it it seems that. to be, yeah, it, but do you think about it, like they're really trying to segregate and keep everything very much tight and neaty, or tight and neat, with everything like the empire is definitely trying to funnel everyone where they feel like they belong. And in this prison, it seems to be all humans. And so when they make that one mistake, they kill them all and they put a whole bunch of humans in there now, like a whole whole new gaggle of them. It doesn't look like they made an enormous change. Everyone's in a white suit. Everyone's trying to figure it out. They're going to essentially, they're going to have to shuffle people around in order to make all this stuff work. But it brings that no hope, the opposite of what Star Wars has always been. There's mm-hmm. no hope in this scene, right, no hope in this crowd. prison. Mm-hmm. And then you get that very end to where it's like, uh, uh, what would you say his name was? Kino. Sarah? Kino? Kino. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no more than 12 prisoners. Yeah. Or well, because guards, Andor guards, kept asking him. You know, because Andor, he's like, yo, dude. He's like... This, we're not getting out of here. I mean, are you not seeing the writing on the wall? You know, I've, I hadn't been there this long. I hadn't been here long. I'm already seeing it. And you know, he's like, just, just keep your, you know, it's kind of like keep your eyes down. You know, just keep, keep, every, just go with the flow. Just go with the flow. 
And he fought it for so long. And then finally, when he realized, you know, after all this had happened, because, you know, everybody was talking. And that's the thing about it, too, because even when you had both of them with the other guy, the doctor, and then you had the medic because he had to keep the calling medic. for the medic in there. And then you had the, um, the guard. And the guard was just like, why do y'all need to be here? Why do you? And, it's, and it's obvious that they don't want any of the prisoners talking to each other. Like they don't talk to each other otherwise, but still. Although they and, weren't super strict on it. Because he was standing pretty good ways away, and they weren't talking like super low. But like, it, they're not being super strict. They don't that. worry about it. It's like, I mean, I think they cast made Cassie that said. point. Yeah, yeah. He's like, that, that's the title episode. Nobody's listening. And he, he was yelling it out. Yeah. I mean, even when they were like, you know, making the observations of when, you know, the, the, um, not the bridge, but whenever the, you know, thing that dropped down, you know, to bring Platform. somebody else in there, yeah. you know, and, you know, Cassie and his, that little, that little brain, he is, that hamster's always turned on on that wheel oh, because yeah. he's always looking for, you know, some form, some angle. But I mean, that's his, that's him, you know. So I think it was just interesting about that. And, you know, when it was finally that last scene and when he finally asked the question, how many guards, you know, and that, and, it, you know, and he answered and it's just, Circus has just been absolutely fantastic thus far. Dude, he like just mm -hmm. takes it away. Oh, yeah. He's a great actor. I mean, he, he's just fantastic. Absolutely. It's, um, like, what did I see somewhere? Someone had made a comment about, yep. you know, when they were, when they were in that tube, when they were walking, when they found, I think when Circus's character finally realized what was going on, you could see it written on his face like, oh, oh shit, yeah. it's, it's bad. You know, it's, it's like, you know, that, that veil was lifted. So Everything um, you're fighting for is worth nothing. Yeah, but but like I said, you know, that's the theme throughout this. It's going to be, you know, the spark of rebellion. I mean, because, you know, a lot of people, if you just follow, you're just sheep now. It's like, if you're going to survive, you can't be sheep. Yep. I'm a firm believer Cassian's going to have something to, to, some part to play in, you know, the, the combination, like the, the, the joining of like rebel factions, you know, for him to, to end up as, you know, whether it be ship captain or captain period in uh, rogue one, you know, his, his, his fight or flight mentality to where he keeps trying to fight, fight, fight is kind of, it's got to pay off somehow. And I, I think that he's, he's got to have a pretty major part to play in doing what Luthen is trying to do, which is, bring these people together because if Luton wants to kill him, you know, the full circle play here story-wise is trying to figure out how you stop trying to kill him and start trying to either use him or listen to him. So I'm excited to see that part. So one thing I was disappointed, not disappointed about, but I, I thought that I'd pegged is, you know, we'd raised the question last week and it's all of the internet. What, what are they building? Like what are they? Could they possibly be constructing? And I saw somebody who had a solid idea of it being the uh, like the bottom arm plate for like an imperial probe droid, you know. And you remember, like in A New Hope, that was what Vader uses on Leia, right? Is the imperial probe droid? Doesn't he say he has ways to make her talk? And you see the imperial probe droid behind him in the background, <laughs> the door shut. So you assume he used it on her. Was it Doctor Orb or whatever they call him? Yeah, <laughs> and the, yeah. And robot chicken. Is that what you're talking about? That was no, not really no, no. a probe droid. No, I'm talking about in in the in the in the New Hope, like when he's the trying one to get with the, the one with the one syringe on its arm as it's beep, beep, yeah, beep, beep, beep. yeah. That's, that's not a pro droid. Oh, what? okay. Pro droid is the one that in, uh, in Empire. Empire. Okay. Well, anyway, 
so that that ruins my thought thing because i thought that's what they might be building even though that was i guess smaller now you're right i think about it, it is a lot smaller i was like and then i thought when they were going to make bix talk like they were going to reveal that and i was like oh there you go i did think that i, like, did I was think like oh, there you go that's going to be the, the the pro droid so but uh you'd be surprised what, you... what we did was we, we made this fantastic attachment that we can stick a syringe on and it will actually in slow motion come towards you <laughs> very <laughs> very <laughs> torturesome <laughs> and scary <laughs> um but what do y'all think y'all got any theories about what it might be I have no idea. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> do you think we're gonna find out, or do you think it'll just be something they just we never know? My my thought has been that with all these different levels, and uh, like White Chocolate made it the, the good example at the beginning of the last episode, the is it Nar- Narkina Narkina Five episode, they were shuffling all these people into different ships to probably send them to different prisons, different prisons, different levels, different. You know, they have seven man teams, seven teams per floor, two shifts, 14 teams, blah, blah, blah. You can do all math all day long. They all got to be building something a little different, right? Right. Like they all got to be building like a bigger part to a bigger thing to like the next. Not uh, not planet killer, but, you know, they're, they're assembling an arsenal of things. Mm-hmm. And we know that we, we keep seeing hardware progress or digress guess it depends on how you look at it in star wars so where we had the republic commando ships or the gunships or the the heavy freighters you know then we go to star destroyers and you know countless tie fighters tie bombers and all these other things who knows like i'd be interested to see what they like what the megazord is going to be once they put all the pieces together but i'm not sure that we're ever going to get that i do like that they're showing it and i do wish that there's a little bit more to it. I don't need like a full, I don't need the, the end picture as much as I would enjoy it. I'd like to know like, you know, all these places are building all these different things to essentially slave labor the heck out of everything to build up the empire. Yeah. In the most negative way possible. Well, I'm you just kind of over a few, a few thoughts. Like, you know, like I said, you could be like those Imperial droids that you're talking about or no, the, um, Imperial probe droids, droids. I can't even talk tonight. Um, or it could be just other parts for other droids, weapons, that kind of thing. Could be Tie Fighter parts. Or I've heard that too. Parts to the Death Star. Well, and I wanted to ask too. We've seen Tie Fighters in this series. Mm-hmm. When did the Empire start using Tie Fighters? Well, you're because, in that you're in that because, period right now to where they're yeah, Revenge five. of the Sith. They don't have Tie Fighters yet. Aren't they? Are they five years before Rogue One? Which means they're essentially five years before A New Hope. So they're not far off. Mm-hmm. We watched the evolution of everything in clearly the prequels, which I right. thought was really good, really well done. And then you know we got to see the the longer transition in Clone Wars, which was really well done. So one would assume that you know they need to build up all of their arsenal now. So that's why I say it it would be cool to think that all these planets and all these prisons and all these different floors and levels and things are all building parts to, mm-hmm. to literally build your arsenal up. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, fl- it's free labor for the empire. Yeah. Like I said, cheaper than droids. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I said. So, uh, I'm loving the show. How many episodes we got left, Ross? Uh, what are we on? Nine. So three, three episodes left. So, I think we get a prison break the next episode based on the way we left this one. I'm hoping it's the whole episode. That'd be really, really cool to see a prison break. I just don't want a major cliffhanger 
left off for the season. I want I you know I know that they're going to give right? us a cliffhanger. <laughs> I don't want like a I don't want it to be so major to where I'm like I want to come back and watch a second season. And mm-hmm. anyone that watches this show is going to whether mm-hmm. they're watching it now or watching it later. You want a little closure though. I want I want a little bit. I want Perrin to die. Um Lord knows that Mon Mothma deserves to be the widower that she could always be. Mm-hmm. And he he can take the daughter with her. She can die too. <laughs> I'm not Cedar one for lives. killing kids, but you know, she, yeah. <laughs> I think the Cedar lives, but she but uh, Boy Toy probably dies. Lieutenant Boy Toy. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't know that dude. I don't. It seems like he's like he he's been broke down so far and like hit like rock bottom. Like I just feel like this dude is just gonna like spiral up. There's gonna be something. I I'm not writing that guy off just yet. There's just something. Well. Deirdre's aide like is showing a lot more like like she has groomed him well enough to where he's speaking up now and right. you know he was talking about you know the simple fact that what the dude had a beard or no beard it was when he was talking about Cassie and you know that's mm-hmm. how they fingered him on the Aldani thing he shaved and every other picture like he's not shaven and they all had to be shaven in order to go undercover I. I don't know if that dude's going to screw up and she's like, I need a new assistant and you're just psycho enough to be that person or yeah. what, what it's going to be. So the chance is going to bring them together. Yeah. We'll see three episodes left. Love the show so far. Uh, let's see. White chocolate espresso says Google says one week after the empire was formed, tie fighters were made. Huh? Cool information. I know. I believe it. So yeah, I can believe that. I hate that. It took so long to get, uh, whatever they consider their special forces, tie fighters. Yeah. Cause the, they were a lot cooler looking. Not only that, dude. I mean, <laughs> there wasn't much news this week, but the Mandalorian news came out. Mm-hmm. You know, they gave it a release date of February twenty second, and then like the final trailer was to come out at Christmas on Christmas, I think is what it said. But folding wings on a Tie Fighter. I mean, like who? <laughs> the things that we see nowadays, you know. I don't know if I like it. I think a Tie Fighter is pretty pressed. My my favorite. Star Warship, I think it's a, it's pretty perfect the way it is. I always wanted to see it land, and some dude just try to jump out of it <laughs> or figure out how, like to, a long how to scale ladder it to come down. down. The <laughs> cool thing is what they do in this series that we've never seen is where they're hanging, and people would climb down the ladders, jump in, and then they're hanging and fly off, and that was pretty cool. I'd like to see somebody load in like that. But, uh, right, anything else about Andor? I think we hit all of it. Everything. All right, cool deal. Uh, all we got left is um, peripheral, and Sarah has not partaken in peripheral yet, and she's got a vet appointment in the morning, right? Yeah, I got to take, take my old lady to the vet in the morning, so like an eight o'clock appointment. So and I've got a full day tomorrow too. So, but it's been fun, fellas. So far. But yeah. we've got more Titans to talk about next week. We do, and me and oh. you need to get up and figure out some uh, some kind of like I said, we're going to choreograph a lightsaber battle for GalaxyCon. Oh, and then also okay. next week, um, I've got tickets to see another movie on Friday. Same. Actually, I think I might go see it Friday, too, because Thursday i got a big C3 get-together for the Thursday night game. So maybe we'll postpone next week's show until Saturday. i got questions we'll about that. I'll, I'll ask you when we're done, though. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll let you know. But we definitely want to watch that and talk about it next week. So Black Panther coming out. Yeah. I'm excited. Like I said, we'll see that Friday. So, um, talk about that. Yeah, absolutely. We don't have anyone coming on next Friday, do we? Because, I mean, there may be a whole lot of Black Panther talk. 
Uh, well, we uh, there may be somebody, uh, Phoebe, who was supposed to come on today. We got double booked for this weekend, and uh, so Phoebe may come on next week. But if we push the show to Saturday, or if we just I can just tell her to come back the week after if we need be, but we'll make something work. Even if she comes on, we'll we'll figure something out. So, but there will definitely be a lot of Black Panther talk. Tell her she can come on. She has to go see Black Panther first. Exactly. Like we did, we do have one um, specifications. Like you must, um, yeah. Right. Stipulation, stipulation, stipulation. <laughs> All right, fellas. Well, y'all have a good one. Like I said, if anybody wants to catch me, you can uh, catch me on the Twitter at Mount Lady Kitten. Um, and for all you um, C3 fellas and ladies and whatnot, I'm sure I will speak with you guys on Sunday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it's going to get wild. <laughs> you know it. So, anyways, Sarah, thank all you. right, I guys. It. I will talk to you guys later. Later. All later. right. Bye. All right. All right, Ross. So, we both what saw we the previews for this. Huh? Westworld got canceled. Season three lost me. I will tell you, uh, it took me forever to not get through season three, but to get to season four. Season four, I thought was a lot better of a season to Westworld. And I knew it was going to be the last season because I'm pretty sure they announced that before season four dropped. I think, I think I feel like that was news that I knew already. They definitely tried to wrap up season four. So okay. white chocolate, you get a chance to watch season four or power through season three. I say definitely do it. Uh, I was a fan of season four. You know, Westworld was always one of those ones that I've heard people have told me was a really good show. And when I look at it, I'm like, man, that looks really cool. Just never watched it. I think that was before Westworld was before HBO became HBO Max, right? Yes. That's why I never watched it because yes. I didn't do I didn't do any. That's why I never started watching Game of Thrones because I, I didn't do any HBO shows before HBO became HBO Max. That's when I you know, dove into HBO. HBO. So. Well. See, I said there wasn't a whole lot of news, but HBO is actually going to, they, they gave us the release date for uh, The Last of Us, which is going to be the you know the next show, which is fan-weighted and wanted. Um, that's supposed to take the Sunday 9 o'clock spot for the foreseeable future, and it looks like they're going to try to tit for tat House of the Dragon and The Last of Us for... Not the foreseeable future, but they're going to keep trying to, to bring those two seasons to the Sunday nine o'clock spot, which has always been their moneymaker. Uh, you know, well, the, the last of us better yeah. last two years on Sundays then because <laughs> House of the no, Dragon. No, no, that's what I'm while, saying. Right? Like, it's not going to be round, round the calendar, I hear you. but they're okay. both going to, there's going to be more shows that they drop too. I just don't, I don't know what they're, they're wanting really that Sunday on night prime time nine o'clock slot. They're wanting to compete with yeah. Sunday night football. It's always been right now. what they had like six feet under Sopranos. Um, hell, they had Big Love. They had countless other shows. The Wire, like all those, the, all those shows came out. There was always Sunday was their drop time, and that's why oh, it worked Lord. because they had so many times. Yeah, just binge game of the season through. So okay, so you got me into this peripheral thing because you said you were going to watch the first few episodes. I was like, yeah, I'll check out the first few episodes too. It looks pretty interesting, and it is. It's mind blowing. Uh, the concept of it is crazy. I, I watched the first two episodes, and it takes a minute to get the concept down to really kind of get your footing. Finished the third episode today. There's four out. Finished the third episode today, and I was like, okay, now I have questions I need answered. Then I saw the title and the preview for the next episode. And I'm like, okay. All these questions I have at the end of episode three are going to be answered in episode four, or at least I think they will, based on what I want to know. Um, so I think they're doing a really good job with the story. Uh, acting in it's fantastic. Um, her brother is awesome. 
cool friend. That's a guy I want to drink with. Burton? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a guy I want to drink with, man. Really cool guy. Um, probably, let's just Did not have the here. same vibe right off the beginning, but I, I, I no, am happy yeah. how he, uh, you know, the moment they showed that, uh, just like the rest of the show, spoilers, yeah. uh, the moment that they show him or imply that he is more of a people person, not people person, what am I thinking of? He's got a bigger heart than what they've been leading on to the whole entire time because he right. was feeding the mom his pills for pain rather than what he was accused of taking her pills for his pain. Mm -hmm. And so that, that whole twist was really interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The Go ahead. <clears throat> no, I was just going to say uh, his storyline's great because you, you don't know a lot about him to begin with. Other than the fact that the, the, the storyline it sets you at at the beginning is what, 10 years from now, it's like 2033 or something like that. 2032. Yeah. 2032. It's like 10 years from now, so somewhere in there. So, yeah, it's a ten, it's a future you can kind of look at and be like, okay, I can believe some of this stuff, and maybe in ten years we'll be there. And it's basically, he's VR is so big and gaming is so big that he people pay him to help them get through games. But the realistic part of it is this: his sister is the one who's really good at it, just plays under his gamer tag. So he does, he's good, but he's not as good as his sister. So yep. And she has what a three D printing shop? Is that what she owns? Uh, she works there. I don't think there. she owns okay. it. Uh, she doesn't in the beginning. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not yet. Yeah. Um, which is pretty cool. And, and I guess, you know, it was breaking down kind of the concept of this, you know, I've been trying to explain to people who, cause oddly enough, a lot of people haven't heard of this show when I ask them about like, dude, have you heard of peripheral? Check it out. And they just have no idea. And maybe it's cause it's on Amazon. I don't know. I don't think people look at Amazon as a big place it's to go to shows right now. Based in North Carolina. I mean, the Blue Ridge mountains is where yeah. this whole entire thing starts off with. Mm -hmm. It is. But so the basic premise of it is, I guess, she owns a 3D printing shop. Like I said, we just talked about her brother who he does the VR stuff. And she gets sent plans from somebody she doesn't know to build this VR. She goes into uh, it, and that VR is the peripheral, correct? No. So what happens is she's made such a like a big name for her brother mm -hmm. is that they – it's kind of like a like – a, I hate to say it. it's like a social media merchandising thing. So he was doing so well, thanks to her, that this company sent him this peripheral mm -hmm. and as like a, hey, try our new thing and see what it's about. Whereas the whole entire thing was like a, a trap. So not so much a trap. It but was the a, plans were sent from the future, right? Like they intentionally picked him and sent the plans down and paid for them from the future. I thought they just sent the box they sent the thing to him. I didn't think that she actually made it. No, she made it. Cause remember that she was talking with her, there was, she was talking with the people that worked there and they were like, we've never seen anything like this before, but it's fully paid oh, for. Yeah. I think like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah and it was yeah. addressed to her brother. Yeah. And, and he knew, he knew that he was getting it, but she didn't know anything about it, mm -hmm. but it's kind of crazy. So now she has this peripheral and I guess when she puts this on, she's in a VR simulation, but she can feel everything in there. And she's basically running an avatar in the future. So she is almost, I guess, time traveling while she's doing it. Yeah, you know? she goes to, uh, I think it's 2099, I'm pretty sure is what the year was. And when the the peripheral was different because of all of the other things that they've had, they've all been goggles and not only like, like an eyewear set, but like it's, they're perfectly clear. And then when you go in, like they opaque over so that, you know, you're now in wherever it is that you're in. Mm -hmm. But the peripheral essentially was like a mind tap. And it didn't require your eyes or anything as much as it did just your brain. I don't quite understand how 
it works completely because it's almost like trying to send your subconscious through the uh, assuming internet to the future and how this is actually working is still beyond me but thanks to movie magic and my ability to understand fantasy and science fiction i'm okay with it for right now yeah the idea i I was gonna say i I think we're still yet to learn exactly i think it's all starting to come undone we're only in episode four so it's all starting to kind of well because a lot of things have happened between what 2032 and 2099 and so yes. like it, what we've just learned in the fourth episode is that a lot of things have happened mm-hmm. and a lot of things happened in a very small amount of time um i believe i don't want to jump too far with that yet um they give you the idea of the town so not mm-hmm. only is it burton and his sister and then their mother and the mother is blind and dying of some sort of some kind of yeah, 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 something that is actually killing her. And so the problem is that they're broke. They don't have enough money to keep her alive. And the whole, the lure on the line for the peripheral is that, hey, look, if you do this, then, well, that's kind of jumping ahead too. Mm-hmm. They oh, essentially okay. give give the drug to help the mom survive. Mm-hmm. But that's after one person, which is the Alita character in the future, who set this whole thing up to actually get access to whatever that upside down pyramid cone thing was. Yeah. Still yet to figure that out. Yeah. Yeah. But we know what we're left in the dark about is what Alita's intentions were. And the fact that she did all of this led, um, what everyone believed was Burton's character who was essentially Flynn, Flynn's body in or Flynn's conscious in Burton's body in the future. If you haven't watched this, you're not going to understand. Yeah. He's in her brother's Uh, body in the future originally. Yeah. And so that whole thing turns into like a, like a straight up weird mission impossible thing. Uh, She's able to pull it off. And when she does, um, Alita uses her again. Long story short, that body dies. Mm -hmm. So the other people are trying to figure out what Alita was doing in the future. And they bring Flynn back. Somehow they can look back in the past and tell all these things. I don't, you're right. There's so many questions. Like there's so much cart and horse and we don't know where one lies in front of the other. And Mm -hmm. I, I, I can tell you, honestly, I have not felt like I've given this show the probably like the time and probably like the respectful watches that it deserves because I do get confused Mm -hmm. and I am trying to figure out what's going on, but it is so good. Like it keeps you, it gives you just enough to be like, well, wait a second. What, what's happening there? Mm -hmm. And then now how's all this working in the original time in the 2032 timeline, they have the, 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 what's the, the bad guy's name? Uh, the the guy who runs the town who now oh paying yeah him. yeah I know you're talking about I can't I can't remember his name um Pickett Pickett yeah um they have basically one guy like running this whole little shit show of a town which what city is it Clint Clayton Clanton, Clanton oh, I, I think is what they said where they're yeah. at yeah and so when they do the flashback for the the, the third season opener or third episode opener, it shows you just how evil this guy is, but he's not, he's fighting evil is what he's doing. But, (laughs) you know, 
evil fights evil, you still it's still all evil. No, he was so taking out the ones who were in charge, who he, who were going to be his challenge. Yep. Basically, gang turf war is almost pretty much what it comes back down to. Mm-hmm. And so you still see a lot of parallels ten years in our future. Although those ten, this ten year time jump seems like a lot of technology just jumps really fast. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, I thought it was funny too, going back to that part where Pickett basically takes the town over for himself. It shows you how he becomes kind of the kingpin of the town, dude. That was crazy. And, and he even says that he's teaching his son or he, he's like, you know, one rule if you're going to be the boss is you don't have all your bosses meet in one spot. And that's what he did. And he got he made this car for him and he got him in there and locked it up. And like, I guess what did he do? Did he keep him in there until they probably passed out from heat exhaustion and then nailed them up to crosses? Yeah, you it see was the, the, the video of him doing that. Yeah, he basically roasted them on the inside of that thing. Oh, yeah. But it, it's crazy because they even mention in this show, which is I'm glad they touched on it, that they know stuff that happened in the past because of history. Mm-hmm. But once they've interacted with her, they've now changed history and it's, they're in an alternate timeline. Here we go. I was you know? waiting for you to talk about this in like a text or something. But like, yeah. How are we doing the time paradox? Because I don't understand the rule set yet. <laughs> I don't understand the rule set on it either, but they at least acknowledged it. Because as soon as for me, as soon as you say that, I'm like, okay, we're doing time travel. What's the rules? And we don't know the rules quite yet. I'm going to give them time to, to work it out. But they did mention that they're now in a parallel or in an alternate timeline. So, okay, cool. At least they acknowledge that. Um, I was interested to see uh, the first time the, the first time that you see, I guess, uh, um, her brother and, and all his friends come together and fight. The first time they get attacked, because they're, they're now having people who are getting hits from the future, getting paid to kill them in the past. You know, and her brother's a badass. And all her friends are badass. And, like, I was looking at it, and I was like, okay, I get it. They all serve together. But how did everybody in this one unit together end up so, in the same spot afterwards you know and i was like they explain it, it, oh they, no, they explain, explain it later that, though they they yeah. do they explain it later but at the beginning i was like how does that happen i was like because i was in the military and i still taught some people that were in my unit but once we left we all went our own ways you know um but they do explain that and that's this whole um what's the name of the thing the haptic yeah which is pretty cool because it actually ties into what uh what um God, I remember freaking everybody's names man flynn does into the future, which by the way, we're gonna talk about that too, but this haptic is pretty cool. So it's like a new, a new, um, feature for the military. And I guess it's, it's basically, it's like hive mind. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's tapping each other into each other's psyches. And I guess he, he described it as souls connecting, you know? So now the, the experiment was you take a bunch of people from one town because they have cohesion together because they grew up together and memories together, you know? And I love how he described it too, how, like the haptic drift, like how it works. Like he got out of the military and he was in a bar and he beat the shit out of a guy he didn't even know, but it ended up being a guy that I guess beat up one of the guys in his units when he was 16. But now that their souls were connected, he had that memory and he had that rage. And I was like, okay, that's a cool way to explain it. Now I understand it a little more and it makes it so much easier as to why they move so good together and why they're so well-trained together. It's like, cause they're basically one person talking. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very, really, really cool uh, concept. I, well, I, I can't really describe it better than hive mind, but the, the way they work is very fluid together. Like they're, they're just in and out of each other. They can see, they can hear, they all talk. They all know each other's moves. You know I mean? Like it's the whole idea and premise came from the fact that the military kept on trying to train people to be like this. 
And what they were doing was trying to force people to be like this with people they didn't know. Mm-hmm. And they just found out that they saved themselves a whole lot of time if they were able to take people who grew up together and who knew each other and knew everything about these people. And basically, like, you and I have known each other for a long time. Like, yeah, I mean, we don't see each other that much now. But I mean, imagine, like, if we came out of school and went into the military. I mean, like, we'd, we know, like, everything. I mean, there there would be no translation issues when it came to, you know what I mean. I don't have to explain it to you. Mm-hmm. You know what you're going to do because I've seen you do it before, you know, like, so they, the military saved themselves a lot of time by doing that. And I guess through the addition of these surgical implants, it helped. Um, I guess that was like the, the, the technology side of it. So not right. only did they take the people and they took the technology and they blended the two together. And the idea was really, it's really cool. And I really like seeing, cause I can really understand it with, especially like uh, people who have seen a little bit more war, you know, like at the end of the day, when you're taken away from that, it seemed like Burton didn't know what he was doing. He seemed aimless in the very beginning of the show. Mm-hmm. And then the moment he was given an aim when him and his friends were together and then a hit squad was coming for him and they all took Flynn, like, she's you don't even know what a hit squad is what are you talking about mm-hmm. and then for shits and giggles they threw up drones which they apparently just walk and talk with now and <laughs> yeah they figured out like a whole hit squad was coming and they went straight into war mode yeah and it was an awesome scene too i love the way they executed on that man and i, I think the best scene i saw with with her brother in this uh this whole series so far only three episodes in was the confrontation with pickett because like we said, Pickett is the guy who's now like he gets introduced in this episode and he could see he's the head honcho in town. And in the future, they find out because they see the video of the how he came into play with the burning of the guys and the crosses. So they think that they're going to hire him. The uh, Flynn and her brother think they're going to hire him to put a hit on them. You know, and I love the offer. I love the carrot and the stick. Oh, they're told. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love kind the carrot of, and the yeah. stick because that's that's the only way you end a confrontation, man, is the carrot and stick conversation. You know, and so the deal was, I'll give you two hundred thousand dollars a week if you never mess with us, or versus the ten million that that he was going to be given. It was ten, right? He said, I think ten he million. He said he said they, the lot was up to nine million. So if they offer you less than that, they're trying to play you, or they think you're. Oh uh, no, yeah. because the hit squad was paid nine, but yeah. they were offering Pickett ten million to just take out Flynn and her brother right then and there. So did they actually offer Pickett that? Because I didn't. Yes, oh, they offered him ten million, that. and not only that, but like a quarter of it up front. Okay. See, I, Which I didn't even was see actually that part, yeah. in his account. There was a scene where he was sitting with his wife. Oh yes, his that's right. I remember it that. Yeah, he was in his account. I remember that. Um, but yeah, it's it, it's cool. Like that carrot and stick scene was great, and I love him too. He's like, "Is that your stick?" <laughs> you know. No, he, oh, he's like, "I'm curious, what's your stick?" And yeah. then the shot came through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it's pretty cool. I love the way they did that. It makes him look like a badass, and it'd be pretty cool to be in touch with somebody like that, where you could point a finger and act like you're a, a you know gun shooting and somebody's going to shoot at the exact same time the moment and make it How look like you shot from your finger the deputy is sitting right there he comes out in the next same episode question. and says uh i saw you shaking hands with him did you not hear the glass break because yes. anywhere the that gunshot. i've ever been before uh, <laughs> yeah. the gunshot i could probably understand because i mean yeah. if it's coming from a, a, a silent sniper rifle i mean from yeah, that far sure. away maybe but a glass breaking in a restaurant that would have been enough to turn your head right then and then like is everyone yep. okay? Or the military phrase, like, don't touch it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's really, really cool, man. And they, uh, you know, the, the biggest, 
the biggest thing I've wanted to learn so far that I was thinking about through this third episode, because there's a lot of the future in this third episode of breaking down what's happened. Cause you actually meet a new character and I can't remember her name. She's, is she, we'll talk about her in a minute, but um, they, I want to know what they call the cataclysmic event is called the jackpot. Mm-hmm. So I, I hear in this episode, it's called the jackpot before the jackpot. They keep talking about the jackpot. I'm like, okay, now I got to know what this is. Well, the next episode is titled the jackpot. So I know that when I watch the next episode, I'm probably gonna have those questions answered, but I'm really interested to see because they, they talked about there's the jackpot. Then there's been two more cataclysmic events within the last six years after that. And Did how you not humanity watch the ha- jackpot episode? Not yet. That's the fourth episode. Oh. I haven't watched that one yet. Yeah. Oh, good. Cause I, I almost said it earlier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was all about. So, um, but so that's why I'm so interested to see it. You know, like I didn't get a chance to watch that one yet, but, uh, you know, there's the jackpot. There's the two cataclysmic episodes, uh, events the after that within the last six years is all of it. Oh, okay. I got you. So, so let, it's, and they'll explain it a little bit more in depth, but the jackpot, the whole reason why they called it the jackpot, because it's like they won everything all at once, except they didn't win. Gotcha. Okay. I'm definitely interested to see what it was. The, the lady at the end, the one they called doctor, is she yep. an alien? Do we, do we, do you know anything yet? Or is there something I'm going to find out? I don't think we know enough about the future to really understand what it, uh, she lays out a little bit, not the hierarchy, but she gives like a brief description on how the future has agreed to exist. Like what their um, not governing bodies, but their like policing bodies kind of are mm-hmm. how they had to learn from the, the problems of the past. Cause I mean, essentially events happened that changed the whole entire world between 2032 what the timeline that they're in 2032 and 2099 mm-hmm. and so a complete timeline shift was not timeline a complete shift in world and governing and how everything existed all changed okay but what you see is so many years past that to where humanity survived and kept on going on it's questionable still after episode four um what or who anyone is because you know technology made still more jumps and leaps and bounds in 2099 they have all these androids and not only that you know they have bodies for flynn to exist in through time jumping or through yeah. the, the peripheral itself so and it's i have not read any of these thing. books yeah yeah no no not the not the time but having somebody embody a, a peripheral uh, like the, like somebody from somewhere else in the world embodying one of these yeah dead bot or one of these shells bots basically. yeah yeah but not uh not time jumping yeah right that that's the part that of it that's, that's illegal. what the that's science the adjustments is. that are illegal yeah yeah so yeah it's pretty interesting man uh and like i said the story's right on point uh new episodes come out what day i don't know because i watched the first Friday. two fridays okay so i've got mm-hmm. i'll probably watch the next one tonight or tomorrow uh and then we'll just man we'll just keep covering this show we'll talk about four and five next week because uh i'm i'm really into the show uh how many episodes is it I believe it's going to be 10. 10? Okay. Um, I know that the whole thing's based off of a book. I don't know how many series or how many seasons they're talking about. I'm pretty sure this is just like a trial and error thing right now. Um, I only worry that you bring something like this out on the back end of Rings of Power, uh, where people were watching Rings of Power. I, I'm not happy with rings of power is probably not the right thing that I want to say, but it's not what I expected it was going to be, especially not for like all the critically acclaimed news that it was getting surrounding the billion it. Billion dollars I spent on it. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah. but we know that's, that's going to have plenty of seasons, but to then to put a brand new show on the back end of that, they've like, they've advertised it, but I don't feel like they did enough legwork to really boost it up because it came right on the back end of rings of power. Well, I'm not going to lie. The only way I knew about it was because of the previews for it while watching rings of power. And I think that's right. the problem with Amazon is like, I never know. Amazon has a lot of really good shows. I just never really know when something on Amazon is coming out. Like, like I just like unless I turn Amazon to watch something on there and I see the previews for the stuff, I don't, I don't really know. Like, like new stuffs coming. I mean, I guess I could, I could look, but, um, but that's just how it is. It's when I happen to be on Amazon, I see previews for the things. I'm like, okay, that's I'll check that out. But like beyond that, and I feel like a lot of people are that way. Like I said, a lot of people I know don't have never even heard of this. I'm like, well, I've seen a lot of previews for it, but I've been watching Amazon Prime a lot more lately with Jack Ryan with with uh uh you know rings of power and then now this like so of course i'm gonna see more of it but yeah it's, well it's, if it's uh if you have access to any ios device i have a wonderful ongoing list that sarah is part of and she gets to see all the things that i put on it and when the drop dates <laughs> are so anytime anything gets announced it's interesting that i think you know number one mainly that list is for me so whatever i find interesting or uh they get anything up and coming like it all goes to the list so mm-hmm. Well, I think this is one we're definitely going to keep going with. I hope Sarah watches it. I think she'll really like it. It's kind of a mind fuck the first couple episodes, but you start to kind of get your footing as it goes in. So, I think if uh, I, I would expect that next week's episode we'll probably do a little bit more because it definitely seemed like episode four um, was starting to go somewhere. And I think that I'm going to try to take some time to go back and watch this show without doing other things like work and stuff at the same time. Mm-hmm. So I haven't paid enough attention as much as I I got lost trying to understand some stuff in episode four and I shouldn't have, but that's just because I didn't pay enough attention in the first few. Uh, I guarantee you, Sarah watches it. She gets a chance to like binge it on one of her days where she has time. Mm -hmm. She'd probably be into it. Yeah. I I think anyone, man, anyone really would. Yeah. Yeah. It's not really one that like, I think would have, I don't know. I would, would appeal to one particular type of crowd. I feel like this is kind of a crowd pleaser. Like anybody, it's got drama, it's got suspense, it's got action, it's got a little bit of everything you need in there. So, got a good story. Yeah. I love it. Let's. I'll double check it. Like I said, for it to be, I think, I think it's ten episodes. I would assume there's going to be ten episodes. I got to know a little bit more about it, but. Cool. Well, dude, Other than that, we just else? got random bits. News. Sandman. Bring me a dream. Season two. Season two, you get that coming out. That's actually I don't know enough turnaround. about Sandman, so it, I, well, well, honestly, I've only read the first. I've only listened to the first audiobook. I got the second one, and the third one just came out, which I haven't even yeah. the second one yet. But um, I'm still like the show enough when I want to watch it. I enjoy the show. Um, I'm kind of back and forth on the show. A yeah. lot of people loved it, and I just don't think it was right up my alley. Yeah. I wouldn't but say I, I loved it, but, but but I did enjoy it. You know, uh, and I, and maybe I I enjoyed it more because I'd read the book and I was looking for things I'd seen in the book, you know, stuff like that. But who knows? Um, let's see what else we got. Uh, we, you know, you know, we never talked about, we never talked about the James Gunn stuff with DC. We talked about that last week a little bit. I thought we talked about it. Do we talk about it on here? Uh, yeah, I think so. Okay. Well, I mean, if you got post thoughts, I'd love to hear them. What do you well, think? Now? I mean, the only thing it was, like I said, I know the original, when I heard the original announcement, like, uh, I, I, I feel like I I I jumped too quickly to be like blah, you know. Mm-hmm. 
And then I, like you said, I, I maybe I underestimated his work and I started looking at his work. I'm like, okay, well, he does have really good work. Like, I like his movies. My thing was, I was like, well, I don't want that James Gunn tone on everything. I like it, but I don't want it on everything. And then I thought about it. I'm like, well, he's not directing everything. He's just in charge of the studios. So I imagine there's still going to be a lot more creative freedom with the directors. So I feel like, uh, you know, give him a shot. I think he'd do a good job. You know, he, he's uh, he's put out some really good stuff. It's Some of it's a little bit different taste than others, but I mean... It's it's good. Uh, I'd like to see what he can do with it. Well, that's my beef with like uh, what I was talking about with like Titans and Doom Patrol. Um, I know that I I don't mind parallel universes existing and happening. Like I'm okay with it. The problem is that I would at least like more clarity in the division, right? Of how all this stuff is happening. I I'm okay if they want to tell multiple different stories but I don't want like crossover events. I just want enough. I'm not saying that other people do it right. Other people do yeah, it better. Yeah, <laughs> other people are. do it better. It's okay. They and do it better. Yeah. It, it's taken a long time for that to happen. Yeah. And, um, you know, Disney plus is a new platform that they're experimenting with, which there's even more news about that too. I'll talk about that later. Mm-hmm. Um, James Gunn is supposed to be, He's essentially going to be like the round table for DC. We, so we did talk about it last week. So I remember parts of the conversation. Joker's not going to be a part of it. One or two. And then it doesn't look like the Matt Reeves projects are going to be associated with it. The problem is the Matt Reeves project is getting a spinoff show. And so once again, parallel universes aren't bad, but I don't. Are where you t- do we draw the lines? Are you talking about the Gordon show? No, the Penguin Show. The Penguin Show, okay. Because remember, they did announce a Gordon Show, too, originally when that came out. and never happened. Yep. So yeah. I, no, I, I, I wait to see until it actually happens before I say, okay, they're doing this. Because The Penguin Show is supposed to be uh, still gaining traction. Um, I'm not sure if they've started production or if they've ended production. I'm not sure where it's at. But I do know that I have heard nothing about it being canned, period, which is what I found interesting that they did with... Batgirl, the movie, then they mm-hmm. can that one. I don't understand mm-hmm. why from like a logistical standpoint, I guess. Mm-hmm. It made sense with all of the, everything that they were talking about, but why would they not do it with other parts of their projects? Like uh-huh. That's why it's I like- say Doom Patrol and uh, Titans. I don't know what they're going to do with it after this. It's, it's so up in the air, man. We've heard so many things. Like, I know Flash has been done, filmed for, like, years. We still haven't seen that. Uh, there was Blue Beetle news. I actually saw Blue Beetle in costume. I still haven't heard any news about that. Like, Green Lantern was supposed to come out with... They, they hinted at Green Lantern with Diggle and Arrow years ago, and we still haven't mm-hmm. seen anything about that. Like, I'm not saying you have to make Diggle Arrow, but, like, give me some fucking Green Arrow. I have like, I have heard Green Lantern news, but or, none of it has been... Con- Lantern, sorry, yeah. ...has been concrete <laughs> enough for me to, like, really talk about it. Uh, the, you know, they still seem to be running with the John storyline, so I'm fine with that. That's cool. Yeah, I, I can deal with the John I just don't know how it's going to connect, which is what, uh, what that, that connect. I don't know how any right. of it's going to happen. And so, right. when they keep you know throwing more stuff out there, I know uh, okay, Titan and Doom Patrol, Titans and Doom Patrol are already made, they're, they're filmed, they're ready to go, and mm. they can't put that back in the can because the the series is 
series still exists. Like they're still out there. They've already been presented to the public, mm -hmm. which means that they don't save money by not showing it, which right. is what they did with Batgirl. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I don't know if that's how the penguin show works too. Right. Um, I'm confused on that part. I'm okay with the Matt Reeves, Batman, if they want to treat it as like a prequel to where we end up with somewhere else, but it's just so, it's so night and day different with BVS and everything else. And look, I'd, I'd, don't have anything negative to say about any of those movies. But would you have something negative to say if they take all these casts and characters that they have? And I guess revamp would be the best word to actually, you know, to, to recreate, reboot, revitalize, you know, the, the Justice League storyline. I'll be honest, man. Give me Cavill. Give me Gal Gadot. Give me Jason Momoa. And I want to say Ben Affleck too, but of those, I can I can I can understand. And then you can recast anybody you want to, except for maybe Black Adam, because I can't picture anybody else other than yeah. Dwayne Johnson playing Black Adam. You can recast anybody else you want to. Like I want those three characters to play those, those three actors to play those three characters at least. Give me Ben Affleck's Batman back again; that'd be great. I'm totally cool with that too. But I don't see that happening. Um, but that, that's kind of what I want. Like I'm okay with them recasting really anybody else. Just give me those three characters. I'm good. I want the other roles to have a face to them. I want what I feel that I get in the MCU. You know, I know who my Steve Rogers is. Right. I know who my Tony Stark is. Mm -hmm. I know who my Thanos is, even though, you know, he's VFX. Like I know these characters. I know the actors that stick with them and the faces and everything else. And look, I'm not saying that you can't change things. I just don't want them changed 14 times. Right. You don't, you don't want to have a movie, then change a character and then have a movie and then change a character. Like it, give me, give me four or five movies with this character. Give me some kind of beginning and end story arc with this character mm -hmm. or transition mm -hmm. them. Well, like they did, I guess you can say with Rhodey or Hulk and mm -hmm. in, in, in Marvel, which I mean, realistically all they did was change the character and then mention, you know, make a little joke about it. But, but if which, that's all you need, look, yeah. that's all you need, that's all you need, you know, what I was, was bothered... they stuck with those characters after that. Yeah. You know, so, and Rhodey still, I mean, like uh, Cheadle came out and said, like, you know, you're going to see a side of Rhodey that you've, you know, that you haven't been able to up to this point because, you know, he's not been overshadowed, but everyone else has been there for him. And now he gets a chance. The fact that they're turning his show into a movie, it shows me that they have enough material and um, confidence in the project to actually take it to the box office to make money in. Yeah. I'll play uh, what I hated about Titans is when I found out in early October what all the episode titles were, mm -hmm. and the, saw the first one being Lex Luthor, and then you know I found out you know who was playing Lex Luthor. I'm like, I'm not saying that's a bad cast, and I'm not saying that he can't do a good job. I'm just saying that I'm looking five, ten years in the future, and now I get another face to a character, right? And I I, I want the solidarity to keep pushing forward. So makes sense to circle back to James Gunn. I mean, like if he's going to be the, the man, what does star Wars call their, their circle of people? I don't know. Uh, the story group. So like, if he's going to be, you know, essentially the Feige has his own little like three person group that, that they're one of all 
one of each of them is on every single Marvel project. Mm -hmm. So that's how they essentially space out the production and stuff like that is that one of them is on everything so, make so sure that on the same page at least then. it helps so that at least those three people are talking and they those three people know what are coming out what is happening and mm -hmm. what they can and can't do and so when the showrunner says hey look i got this idea is this going to be okay they can talk to that person and that person can talk to the other two and be like does anyone have a problem if we do this and i mean it's essentially a democracy in marvel with mm -hmm. one big name on top don't get me wrong but yeah. if james gunn's going to be given that authority you know, the dude is smart. The dude can tell stories. And even though not everything is for everyone, he's not making everything like you said. I said right. that last week. He, I think he's yeah, he has a three or four picture deal. So at, at most, that's what he's making right now. Mm -hmm. I don't know how long that deal goes for, but I know that he's essentially going to be in charge of the storytelling. Cool. Excellent. And I know that his only boss is supposed to be him and two, the other dude is the financial dude, I can't, Saffron, I think is his name. Uh, his boss is supposed to be the CEO of Discovery. So that's who he has to answer to. We'll see what he does. You said you had some uh, Disney Plus news too? Yeah. Um, Disney is doing an interesting thing to where the subscribers to Disney Plus. I'm not a big fan of like the whole subscription-based thing that the world is doing now because you can get anything on a subscription now. Uh, but what Disney plus is actually going to do is that for new merchandise that comes out, Disney plus subscribers get first dibs on the, the merchandise. Now what that entails, I'm not sure whether it be apparel or toys or whatever that they put online. I'm not sure if this is going to be through the Disney store. I'm not sure of anything. All I know is that, it is an experiment that they're trying to run and the details are not fully laid out, but it seems like it makes sense. Uh, I feel like, you know, you should get some sort of perk with it. You know, we know Disney is going to start doing what everyone else is going to start doing with an, an ad based uh, subscription service too. But this is kind of like good news, I guess. Mm -hmm. If you're interested in Disney stuff, I am assuming it's going to run the gamut of everything from, original Disney stuff to uh, the Pixar, to the Marvel, to the Star Wars, to the anything else that they make on whatever their infinity ring color is. Mm -hmm. Well, it's a count. It's a counter to like prime. Well, I think about prime, like uh, I, I buy prime for the free shipping. That's mm -hmm. why I have Amazon prime. The Amazon prime streaming service is a perk to having that. Whereas Disney's, perk obviously or disney's main focus would obviously be the content they put out now they have a perk on top of that content and it's actually pretty smart because they're not losing anything yeah like they're, they're not losing anything because honestly the majority of the people who are disney plus subscribers are going to be the ones who are going to buy this stuff first anyway so they're not losing anything i mean how many people do you know that don't own disney plus first of all they don't own they don't stream have some kind of way to watch it or two that wouldn't watch it and would want to buy a disney product yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, like, no. there's no reason to buy a Disney product if you don't watch Disney Plus. So they're not giving a it, discount. They're not like doing anything play. like that. Yeah, they're not yeah. really. It doing is. Anything. It, you're you're 100 yeah. percent right. But what what my uh, the whole point of kind of telling the story is that we're I feel like we're going to go backwards. You know, where I've been saying for years, and everyone else has too, that um, cutting the cord was essentially going to essentially make you pay the same by getting all the other things privatized through somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And so 
all they did was cut out the middleman, which is the cable company, which good mm-hmm. on them because in North Carolina, Spectrum's a gigantic sham. And yeah. if anyone doesn't believe me, go ahead and read up on that. Yeah. Downside is everyone starts doing this. What's that going to do? Like, you know, at Amazon's Amazon. Yes. They sell whatever people can put on it. It's a marketplace. Mm-hmm. And yes, they give you prime video. I don't know if you noticed the past week or so. They've made a humongous push that now like Amazon music free is free for everyone who's a subscriber to Amazon prime. And so not only is it just, uh, selected music now, it's like their whole entire library. That's awesome. Cause my daughter's been wanting me to sign up for the pay for the, the prime music. I'm like, no, there's plenty of music on the free. free So that has been advertised everywhere. Um, that's been their new, new big push. But if Disney does this, like, uh, at what point, you know, is the, the Disney, store like your availability to get everything over the next 10 20 years you know are you only gonna be able to get it from disney like mm-hmm. are they gonna start pulling all this stuff away from prime and be like no this is ours if you want it come get it here if you pay for the subscription service you get shipping for free or like you know what's the perk gonna be i'm right. interested to see what this experiment is going to do down the road yeah. because now everyone has their own streaming service everyone already has all their own stuff that they make whether it be through contracts with other companies like Hasbro for toys or I can't think of a clothing company, American apparel, I guess, like for clothes or something like that, you know? So it's the bigger plot is what is really interesting. And it seems simple now. And like you said, they're not losing anything. So if it's a win for them, what comes next? And then what comes next? And then what comes next? But on the content side, Oh, go ahead. I was just saying, I just don't think that that's going to draw anybody to want to subscribe to Disney Plus. I think people who no. are already a part of Disney Plus are going to be like, oh, it's awesome, but it's not going to make somebody want to subscribe to it. Here's yeah. the deal. If you like any of the things that they have under their umbrella, you own it. Yeah. Two, if you have kids and you don't like anything underneath that umbrella, you own it. <laughs> because <laughs> yeah. if you have kids, that's where you get your stuff from. Yeah. Um, I, I found it very funny when uh, was it Verizon was changing their deal. And so they were pushing the Apple subscription service real big. And that was like their next thing, like get rid of the Disney bundle and start paying for this. And it was 10 bucks more. And I'm like, Nope, because you're just paying more money now in the end. And anyone that switched over to that, I'm sorry, but I believe it equated out to like 12 or 14 bucks more that you were paying per month rather than just getting the Disney bundle for free. I don't even watch ESPN plus I watch ESPN. I don't watch ESPN plus. Right. I don't I, I every time that I try to log into that thing, I run into some sort of problem. Like there's nothing on it anyway. What do I want to watch? Right. I use it for Hulu and I use it for Disney. And so I get those two things included for the cost of my cell phone plan, which I'm already getting screwed over as it is. So yeah. some things you just gotta take though. You know, nothing yep. you can do about it. But Disney's coming out with a short Grogu movie. Apparently in the the respect of I'm assuming like that Groot animation show, but that's going to come out on the 12th. So what is that Saturday next Saturday? Mm-hmm. And it's supposed to coincide with the third anniversary of Mandalorian. Uh, apparently it's Grogu and the dust bunnies. Uh, it's probably, like I said, majorly geared towards kids, yeah. young kids. Um, and like I said, Mandalorian's got its release date. So score on that. Finally. Yeah. Uh... I don't need to know anything else about that. There's a whole lot of things that once I see the first trailer, 
sometimes I watch like maybe a little bit more, but I just, I don't want to go down the rabbit hole of everything. I'd much rather, like you said, like I've told you, just watch it. And when I get there and I see it, I'm like, okay, I'll talk about it now. Yeah. Um, there's something else. I don't know. Disney, 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 Marvel, Star Wars. Oh, uh, Agatha. Aubrey Plaza got cast oh, for the yeah. Agatha show. I saw that. Yeah. Don't know the character or anything yet. We just know she got cast. <coughs> Excuse me. No, they have... Um, I think they have a solid six names attached to it now. So assuming that they're actually building the Covenant, I would be my my guess. Um, but it's good. I mean, they're getting traction on it. Uh, I don't know if last week I talked about the Vision show coming out, which they're calling Vision Quest. So that's the other yeah. spinoff that's coming off of WandaVision. Um, which is good. I want to see, I need to see white vision turn more into vision. I need to see him, you know, get out of his ones and zero phase and logic and this and that and turn, you know, back into the vision. We know back into vision. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually more excited for the Agatha show, to be honest with you. I wasn't the biggest fan of the Scarlet Witch show, but it wasn't terrible. I mean, it was, it was a good show. Um, it's just that I think that, that characters would be really fun to dive into and, and see shows. So, it's it's Marvel, like I said. Most of the stuff they put out is really good, and when it's not really good, it's still usually pretty good. And there's very little stuff that's not that great. So they got a good track record. Other than that, man, we get. I mean, apparently, video game shows are the next big thing. What's the next one? Oh well, there, there's like uh, I know we're supposed to be getting we're getting a Borderlands movie at some point. Hmm. I know next. I think it's spring that we get the. World of Warcraft movie, not World of Warcraft. Is it World of Warcraft? So they already did that, didn't they? That was a few years no, ago. It's, um, Dungeons and Dragons. My bad. That quote oh, just yeah, not a video yeah. game, but uh, and then there is oh the was it Steve Blackman, the showrunner for Umbrella Academy, is leaving. Not he's not leaving. The show's done after next season. He is making. Shoot, I want to look it up. But he's making a video game thing okay. too, and it looks like it's going to be a show for Netflix. I'm assuming. Okay. Um, Netflix will throw it against the wall and see if it sticks. I guess. Well, they won't care if people there. like it or not. They'll cancel it if they want to, right? Yeah. Well, buddy, That's it. I think we ran through the whole list: the shows, the news, the guests, everything. It's been a good week, man. Still a short show for this week. Two hours, 15 yep. minutes. Still a short show. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, uh, Matt, and talk about Black Panther next week. We may need to just do a Black Panther segment and then do the show. We may need to. We may just have to do a whole separate Black Panther show. Well, I'll tell you what. Next week, I think that we're all planning on going to see a show on Friday. So we may push the show next week to Saturday. I'll just depend on the schedules go. If you're still listening at this point, I'll tweet it out or make the announcement anyway so that way people know. Or, hey, if you're subscribed, it'll just pop up whenever we go live. But uh, check us out, because we will definitely be doing Black Panther next week. We're going to continue with Andor. We're going to continue with Titans. We're going to continue with uh, Peripheral. Keep going. May have a guest this week, next week as well. Check us out live, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Fridays on YouTube, or sometimes Saturdays if, you know, things happen. Uh, give us a like. Give us a review. Share. You know, make a comment in the comment section. Help us beat the algorithms. That's the big thing on YouTube is beating the algorithms. And you can Math. catch the audio on any podcatcher of your choice. I usually drop the audio... Uh, an hour after we finish recording. So should be Saturday morning. This hits and you know, come check us out on YouTube. Other than that, man, I'll catch you next week. All right, bud. Yeah, man. Later, bud. Have a good week. <laughs>